What's up, Professor? What's up? I've been having um, I've been having um, a quite a busy week this week. I know. Uh, lots of school again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even went to work. Believe it or not, work where? No. Um, it's a valve company. You know, oh, I so not like a hobby shop. You went to the factory. Oh no! It's uh, like they make like you know pressure valves. It's a South African company. Oh, okay. Yeah, like like actual engineering work. Right, you know? right. Also, let's not forget about the time you took out to troll people this past week. Oh, yeah. Their new list, top, top you know, 25 sh- RC showed up. Yes. Let, we're going to talk about that. Uh, That's actually news. That's actually news. Yeah. All right. You know what? I think uh, we should just get right into it. we got a lot to talk about. And uh, we got to look at DNC and all that good stuff. So... I say we just drop that intro and I always have a hard time finding this intro. Nitro is the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this money-grabbing book racing. It's hard not to be arrogant when you're always right. Yeah. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say but it's definitely worth a listen and our pick can you stop whatever you're doing join your host Leslie the great with co-hosts and guests as they get together to chat RC. hey after that race that i watched this morning i have to talk about it Yes, 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 indeed. Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 226 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, Keena White, a.k.a. Left and Great. I have a big smile on my face, Max. Sorry, my co-host to my virtual left is Max. Uh, because in the intro, I'm listening to the Ghani's laugh, and I know I'm going to hear a bunch of that next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's going to be crazy. Uh, welcome, everybody, to episode 226. Uh, this week, our guest is Brent Densford. He comes on. We have a great, great chat, catch up with what he's been doing and all the growth of BTRC and everything that is involved in. Thank you, B- uh, Brent, for coming on and BTRC for all their support. Uh, we're going to do some high-tech RC news this week. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the stuff going on in the RC world. I don't know. We don't have a rant yet, but we definitely have some questions from you guys that we're going to take a look at. So, yeah, another long pod- podcast this week. But you know what, Max? This is actually podcast number four. So we're recording this on a Friday, but this is going to be released on the Monday before I go to DNC. So this would have been four podcasts in like a week. Just not over. Yeah. yeah you done so many? Yeah, so we did, one our, with Robert. we did our three and a half hour podcast last Friday. 
Yeah. Then I did a rec- uh, recording with Warner Crime and Aiden Horn oh, for yeah. the INS race. I was actually supposed to do one more with Hefty about the uh, snowbirds, which I haven't done yet. And then I did, uh, I-, I enjoyed the recap with Robert. If you guys want to check that out, it's 225. He recapped Montpellier. So I really got to just pick his brain. I think he, I think that's the first person he talked to about the race. I don't even think he talked to uh, JQ or anybody about the race yet. So uh, he told me about his race. It's a good, quick listen for both of those. Go check them out. Um, so yeah, dropped a lot of podcasts this week. And when you when you're listening to this, it will be the day before I travel to DNC, which I'm super super excited about. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But I just wanted to say thank you to all of you guys, uh, the NNRC squad around the world. You guys continue to support the podcast. Uh, thank you for all the support. If you aren't listening to us on the audio version of this, please leave a review or comment. Uh, if you want, we are, you know, we're kind of more focusing on the video side of things, but I know a lot of people still like to listen to on the audio side, but if you can go to the YouTube when you do hit that sub notification, like, or dislike button, leave a comment, share helps us out. Uh, growing the YouTube of the NNRC is extremely important. Thank you to the patrons of the NNRC and the YouTube membership. You guys get perks like early release. You'll get early release of this podcast. You got early release of every podcast this week, I believe. Uh, and you will, I'm going to get you guys some special swag when I go to DNC. So if you wish to become a patron or a YouTube member, you can. The link is in the written description of this podcast. Also, we can't do this with these awesome companies that support us. Remember, everybody showing these companies some love. Show us the podcast some love. We have affiliate links, coupon codes where you can save some money. For most of these companies, if we don't, please leave a, a note saying you heard about this on the No Name RC podcast, Nitro is the Glory. They are InvisibleSpeed.net, High Tech RC. Mayako, Sun Padal USA, TNR Fuels, Techno RC, Beach RC, Clinic RC, Lugs Racing Tires, Ignite Design RC. You can save 10% with the link in the written description of this, of this podcast to the end of the month. Get that gas truck conversion. Racecraft USA, Carl RC. You have a link for 10% off of that. Sorry, uh, NNRC promo code. RCGP, House of RC. Shout out to Runafalk Racing, JTP RC, 36 Mute, and the Dr. Alexander Hagberg. Uh, Max, I have a couple shout outs. What up? You, 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 sound, you, you sound like a professional podcaster. You know, it took 226 <laughs> episodes for me to get that right. Yeah, that sounded amazing. I'm, I'm like all in all. And it was done quickly. Yeah. Mm. So 226 episodes. So I should have it right by 350 on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, I want to say shout out to my good friend. Uh, Axel, whose birthday was yesterday, Thursday. Uh, I'll be seeing him. That's who I'm hanging out with and staying with at DNC. Getting excited about DNC too. Sea salt to join on, guys. Uh, congratulations to BNT RC Raceway down there in Florida. Uh, our new sponsor, Ignite Design RC. Jimmy Woodley was telling me they are getting a roof on their uh, on their track. So t- I wanted to mention this because RC is just that popular in this area of Florida. They're up there on the Panhandle up there, and they have this track. And the government is putting a roof on it for them so they can race. That's more. great. That's, That's great. great. Yeah. That's good news. Yeah. I think, I think people ought to, you know, uh, utilize, you know, government, uh, aid because it's, it is a very good, you know, family sport and it's very good sport for the youth, you know, and mm. especially like for people with, you know, uh, physical disabilities. It's like it everybody really, can do it. Everybody can every, do it. Yeah. It's for everyone. So yeah, I think. That should happen more often. You know how that happened, sure. though, right? Right, That happened. They were telling me that basically 
they were getting so many people out to, they get like a hundred plus people out to the races, the club races and stuff that the city saw that it was doing so good that they said, Hey, what can we do to help? Well, we can race more. If we have a, you know, a roof because right down there in yeah. the Panhandle floor, they got a lot of rain and the Southeast most desperately needs a eight scale track with a roof. So, and it's a re- it's going to be a really nice facility. So that's a success story. I would say once it gets done in RC, like, they they had nothing. They started a track, and uh, I believe the guy, the guy Jimmy, actually started a hobby shop because of the track. And he's like, "Dude, I'm just I'm booming." He goes, "Racing is the glory, Keenan, but Traxxas plays the bills." So yeah, I think I think you know I've been you know puzzling with the same issue here in Finland because we have a lot of clubs which have like a professional you know track, mm-hmm. like race track, you know. First and foremost, but these clubs ain't doing too well. They do all right, but usually, you know, if a guy quits who's like does most of the work, then it all falls apart, you know. But then some clubs just rely on you know random people who show up and like to drive. And I think you know it should be you know taken more into account. You know that that you should like the obviously the best way to have it is have two tracks. You know one professional racetrack and one you know for bashers and stuff so then you have you know both crowds there but it yeah, but the track has a bash people, field everything yeah. like they, they have everything for everybody yeah but it's so. like if you want to bring people in you have to you know take the more casual rc well that's what so I, so being as one that tangent that's so i got a buddy who was like hey look uh we can get this piece of land in the middle of the city here in santa domingo so we have paintball area. And I was like, all right, we, if we do this though, we got to cater to everybody. Like yeah. we got to have a crawler course. I said, you got to have a, I said, we got to make a track. I said, we got to make a track. I said, I actually need to make two tracks or we need to make mm-hmm. a track that can be easy for everybody. Maybe an oval in there if we can get some electric guys down there. And I said, we need to look at artificial surfaces as well because we can't be doing with dirt. It's just too hard for people. Uh, yeah. So hopefully we'll see what happens. That's something I'm going to get into when I get back. Well, very congratulations to this track. Happy to see that. Uh, also, big shout out to our good friend, uh, Jack Parsi, young Australian racer, made his first trip over to New Zealand. Did very well. I think he finished second in e-buggy and nitro buggy. Good to see our friends over there in New Zealand. Mark Johnson and Bevan and all those guys, long time JQ guys, who are now my ACO guys, having the New Zealand Nats. So I was talking to Jack, his dad, while they traveled. They made a whole vacation of it. The whole family went over there. Congratulations to Jaden Jamison. I believe this is from New Zealand. He won it. I met him at Silver State. So good to see our. I think there's a race going on this weekend. It's like an unofficial RCGP race that they have in Australia. So they're having that yeah. this weekend. Get well fast to Tim Long. I think he was at a race this past weekend or something. And maybe, I don't know if he had a heart attack or something or he fell. I think he might have fell, but it sounds like he broke some ribs. Um, and he, I don't know, might have got a pacemaker. I'm not sure, but I saw somebody post about it. But he seems to be on the mend, so that's good to her. Uh, shout out to Tim Barf. Keep your head up. Going through some serious chemo and radiation. Uh, remember, we will have we have a link for his GoFund for his medical fees uh, in the written description of this podcast. And also uh, trying to help out a club uh, to, so they can get back on their feet. The R-Core racetrack there in Albuquerque are good friends that uh, I was talking to Shannon Briner, who is a, the girlfriend, wife of our good friend, Mike Norris. 
They're doing some work at the track this week, and anybody that has wants to come out and help can. So if you're in the Albuquerque area, used to race eight scale, they are building another track. Go out and check them out. Um, they need your help. They need to get the track going again. So yeah, there we go. One track that's doing well and got a roof on it, and another track that's struggling to reopen again. That that thus goes RC, you know. So yeah, it's and the unfortunate bit is it's you can't always you know. You can't always affect the outcome. You know, it's it's a bit of luck in there too. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. All right, Max. Um, real quick, what did you get your girlfriend? Do you do you subscribe to the Valentine's Day uh spend all your money holiday? Well, personally, I refuse to accept any sort of big holidays like Christmas and Valentine's Day and what like Halloween and stuff like that. Like okay. holidays that are designed for you to just spend money on shit. But I did have to cave a little bit and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, she insisted. So I did get her some chocolate and I agreed because we were busy on Tuesday. So I agreed okay. we'll go on, go on dinner tomorrow. You know what? I stood firm, good buddy. I've been yeah. doing it for the last couple of years. Staying firm. No gifts. Yeah. I did say happy Valentine's Day and then we moved on. Yeah, she hinted though. I oh, think, look at what I could have for Valentine's Day, and look at this, and da, 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 and all these different me. I'm like, mm-hmm, no, nope, standing strong. Sure. The the most annoying bit is in Finland, people don't even celebrate Valentine's Day. People just celebrate like it's more of a friend's day, you know, in here. Like, yeah, but I then, but then because of social media and Instagram, all these women look at that shit on Instagram. They're like, oh, why can't you do me this as well? So <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like how I felt. But I didn't yeah. cave. But you know, you're young. I understand you got a cave. Yeah. So that's all, all that all that American social media bullshit uh, infecting our intellectually superior women. I here. think it's been done, man. Valentine's Valentine's Day is a European thing, just as much. Hey, dude. No, it like, ain't. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe is. European, but not like you know. At dude, least not big, dude. Bullshit. Everybody here was selling stuff, stuffed animals and flowers yeah. and balloons. And, all like, oh, for nothing. So nice. I'm like, I'm not getting none of that stuff. Yeah, fuck that. None of it. None of it. Don't even look at it. No, no. All right. Um, we have some news to go on. Then we're gonna go to some questions. Uh, I think that's it. I don't have any more chitter chatter to chat about. Look at Max. Looking, you know, you're looking over. Like, <laughs> is she gonna hit me or something? Yeah, I'm just making sure what kind of a beating I get tonight. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh right. I'm not I'm laughing because my wife's hit me and I know it hurts. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get into some high tech news. High tech is 50. High tech is celebrating their golden anniversary as a world-renowned and influential electronics manufacturer. Founded in 1973, high tech RCDB RCD began as an export of light emitting diodes with a mission to bring burgling bargaining technology to a worldwide audience. The founders quickly re- recognized the fast-growing pace of the radio-controlled industry, and then they set their sights on researching and developing radio and servo tech system technologies. For 50 years, our investment in both our products and customers have established high-tech as a world leader and innovator trusted by industrial and hobby consumers alike. Our unwavering dedication to engineering the most reliable components available has generated a rock-solid reputation of which we are extremely proud. So thank you to High Tech RC. They just dropped their new uh, RDX one two one thousand uh, charger, as well as the new. Uh, I think they are the. Oh, 
I forgot their names, but I saw that Ron Falk had some their new a one eight scale servers that they dropped. I'll be right there with the in the high tech uh, tent at DNC. We I think we're gonna have two tents. I'll be on one side. I'll be there. So come over and check us out at the high tech tent. See all our new products. If you have any questions, uh, you can talk to Mike Mayberry. I'll be there and the representatives from High Tech. Thank you to High Tech for all their support. And uh, thank you for bringing us the high tech RC news. Max, I think besides the top 25 burning down the internet this week, as it always does. I don't, I don't understand how it's gotten so bad, you know, because I remember like, I bet it was like 2018, 2017, 2018, you know, around that range. That's when like Joseph and I like complain about it, you know, on Facebook. Uh, yes, I remember like Joseph literally almost he went lost. really hard. Yeah, he went really hard. Him and Fat on. Jesus stopped being friends because of this. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, th- that was a huge thing. You know, he blocked me and my even my dad and Joseph, like everyone who was associated with him, he blocked. Uh, guess what? Yeah. Now he's not I'm not blocked by him now because I have my new Facebook. But oh. I am but, not yeah. friends with him either. But yeah, it, it got like uh I think I talked I talked with Rick after that and then like I don't know when it was it was it immediately after but then now it's kind of like okay you know I just think I just think there was you know initially there was a bit of an you know American bias but after that it's like kind of died out and to be oh, honest it, like it since then people. since it then it, the it Italians listed, a lot listen it used to yeah it, it still does. Good, it still does. But it triggered the Italians a lot. It, it, the Europeans used to care a lot about it. Uh, remember Boots uh, even asking to be taken off it, like his name yeah. being able to take off it. Yeah. So I but think now it switched to the Americans. They're like really uh, yeah. aggro about it now. Like yeah, I think Americans have always been like that. That's when it reached like peak aggression was like 2018, 2019. Then it kind of like the aggressiveness around it died down but now but it's since coming back the, since the worlds like the italians were really angry after the worlds because Ongara was not number one yeah and for some reason now that like top three or no mayfield popped up into two but like top three was pretty european for most of the year americans are getting like pissed about it <laughs> so it's like everyone's pissed right now like then, i don't know anyone who's on the fire yeah like the only one who is happy about the list is probably Kanas, you know. I think he's the only one who is like And you because of the, the, the engagement that you get on it. Then you're like, hey, let me yeah. throw a grenade plus gasoline on this yeah, train actually, wreck of a fire. Actually, uh let me Dude, you had guys let, fucking you off in Spanish. Yeah. Especially that, like that Kanas was up there. What you gonna do that, you pinchy pendejo? <laughs> I, I I feel it's like insane how it uh, triggered some people. Point. It's triggering yeah. people right now. Okay. I wonder if Rick Let just it. sits back and and like kind of enjoys the the uh, the stuff that comes afterwards. I I been like three, two, one, internet RC interweb melting. Yeah. three, two, one. So this okay. is what I posted. You know, I obviously you know. Like it's 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 amazing how people read this and think I'm being serious. Like, how do you do it? You know, like obviously this is just a dig at other like ev- oh everything. Oh my gosh, that know. sent people in batshit crazy. I mean, 
I would I would probably show some of the comments, but I want to keep this podcast, you know, at least somewhat, you know, nice, not <laughs> total filth. Hey, when you posted that, I just I think I would have been drinking a beer or drinking coffee. I, I can't remember if it was morning when I saw that. Probably morning. Because now I have to, like, look at the post, and then I know you're going to say something eventually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I just spit, spit out whatever I was drinking. I was like, <laughs> just like, this is going to trigger people so much, especially yeah. that three myakas still in the end. Oh, but I knew that. Robert did it again. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it now that, like, uh, Tebow and Robert drive Mayako. Like, as soon as, like, I looked at, the, like, the first time they was on the list with the Mayako brand, <laughs> I was like, this is going to be fucking amazing. Because, yeah, obviously, they Thibaut barely... Thibaut raced, I think, one major race with Mayako, and Robert raced... Now he's raced one after Montpellier. So, yeah, obviously, all of the results... No, he did bump his results up a bit after Montpellier. Oh, yeah, actually, Robert... So, yeah, I, I mean, maybe maybe if he bumps up next time as well, uh, I'll, I'll use that. Hey, but, all yeah. I know is that the it funny, is the funniest shit is The funniest shit is... Mayako is actually the most popular car in the top if you look at it. You know, obviously, you know, the oh, people are gonna get so like, triggered at this. Yeah, so like, like obviously they haven't gotten there with Mayako. Like it's the the list goes on for the two years. So even David has results of the time he was raising HP, and like I bet some other drivers have results from the time they were still on the previous brand, even though they've changed like a year before. So it's a long, long time, you know, the list goes on. But, like, the fact that there's three Mayakos in the top ten, like, and, like, no no one else is, like, even close. Like, S-Works has, like, I think they have, like, barely two in, in this list, but, yeah. And, and well, the they're also, number two right now, aren't they? They're number yeah. one and two, or they're number one. They're, yeah, Kanas is one, yeah, so, okay. but... I remember Tim Lime, he posted, you know, S-Works has like seven cars in the list. So because I had that, you know, that's why I posted like rest of the list for the other brands. (laughs) More space on the bottom for other brands. Oh, my God. I'm looking for, I did a a poll. I said, what, I wanted to know what pissed people off, what pissed RC racers off, American RC racers off more than anything. Was it? Uh, the top 25 rankings yeah. or sponsored drivers and sportsmen and sponsored drivers and sportsmen actually won. I posted a really an Instagram poll on my shorts. I'm trying to find it. Uh, Can I be serious for a second though? Okay, go ahead. For, for those people who actually like try to sensibly argue against the list, I think, you know, there is an obvious, you know, difficulty comparing Europeans and Americans. Um, but I don't think people should look at the list like, oh, Ronald Falk is, you know, now the third best after this race. Because when we look at the list here, we can clearly see the points differences are freaking minimal, you know? Like, the differences here are minimal. So you can take here... There's 141, 143 across fourth, first to fourth. But Fend is down at 130. This is because of his many retirements. So is Testman at 128, you know. Bertone is at 120, where Thibaut, Batie, Bornhorst, Fuller, Boots, all are around, you know, 110, 115, you know. 
and going down. So the way you should look at the list is look at these guys. They have barely a two-point difference between them. So this point scaling system probably has a margin of error or at least two to five points, you know? Because every time you use a scientific formula, you estimate for a margin of error. So effectively, how you should look at this list is look at the points and see that these guys are quite well matched up in their, you know, events for the past two years. The way and they not are. Only that, I mean, let's be honest. Okay, maybe not in this order, but Dakota, Davide, David Arnafal, Ryan Mayfield, JCC are right now considered the top yeah. five. And and yes, one eight scale drivers yeah. in the world. Yeah, and the reason why Fence points are much lower is because he's had much like DNFs. Because I I'm quite sure there's still that really bad uh, Silver State from 2021 lingering him. Mm -hmm. Also, a few DNFs from 2021, which put him down. And also, he had quite a bad result at the Worlds. You know, so all of those things like after that drops down he was his points will rise up close to these guys again yeah, but yeah. the the list isn't like now that Kanas is number one he's absolutely number one or like david is absolutely number three or whatever he's now the list is about the scientific formula which is a margin of error for probably at least two to five points and with there you can sort of estimate with where these drivers are ranked and the at the top, it works quite well, but in the bottom, there's much more, you know, issues because some of these people don't attend all of the races, you know, maybe they do well at one race, don't do a race at all somewhere else. And then also if like some people may not have a big enough sample size, like McBride, for example, he was one of the, I'd say top 10 races for most of the like last three years, at least before COVID. And he was never nowhere to be seen on the list because he just didn't get enough races in to gain those points, you know? Mm -hmm. So I like if you talk about the list seriously, you should look at how it works and like look at what it produces, the result it produces. Yes, we can argue if they put too much emphasis on certain type of results. Should they factor in DNFs? Maybe. I'd argue yes, because you know, we're trying to if it's if it's independent of a driver error, then I think you know that DNF should count, uh, count as you know throwout, unless there's like too many of them or something. I just but, say yeah, keep so it going because it gets people triggered. That's all I care about. Yeah, is the, oh, yeah, yeah. the engagement afterwards. Yeah, but that that's I, like. But I, I just wanted to make this point clear. So that for those people who actually want to have an intellectual, you know, discussion about this. I don't think there's many people out there, <laughs> but for those very few who do want to, like that's why I wanted to offer like my actual <laughs> thoughts on it. But that all being said, there's three Mayakos in the top 10, baby. Screw you, everyone else, okay? <laughs> I think that hurts people. Anything yeah. JQ related in the top 10 right now yeah. is, is painful. All right, the other thing that broke the internet this week, and I tell you, man, my detective skills are getting really good. Really good, Max. Oh, the Elstrom. Where, where there's smoke, there's fire, Maxels. And, oops, I lost it. There we go. I have it too. I can. You have better pictures? Yeah, let me 
let me just I'm just using the Facebook here. pictures. Oh, here we are. Yeah, I, I got some. Let me remove this. So we got this new speedo coming out of the Czech Slovakia? It's like Republic? Czech, no, Czech, Czech Republic, yeah. Czech Republic. Uh, that's yes. where Martin Byers from, right? Yes, so Bayer is from Czech Republic, uh, and um, it's, I mean, there used to be a country called uh, Czechoslovakia, and, right. you know, they are right next to each other. Their cultures are very, you know, not the same. They are very, they are different, you know, cultures, nations. Okay. But, you know, they are still, like, they have a long history together, you know. They, so, the language is similar, not the same. But similar. Okay, so I said... Something's up because Martin Bayer and Max Gotzel both left Hobby Wing. We can see what's up. This was a big talking point this past weekend, obviously because of the screen that we have here, Max. Also, people were saying that it's too big. But here we have uh, the Elsaram. Uh, it's called the Els. It, the company's called Elsaram RC, and this is their ESC called the Nitride. So, what are your thoughts on this, Max? Yeah. So I think. Can you see my uh, mouse cursor? Yes, yes. Okay, good. Yes, you can. Because so I can point point to things. You know, so to be honest, like it is quite large. You know, I I'd rather tempt them to take out the screen, put a Wi-Fi dongle, and then lose a little bit of the size. But I do think it's interesting. Like here you can see it has like all kinds of info, like battery voltage, temperature, uh, also, yeah, motor and ESC temperature. And I believe you can tune it whilst driving, you know? Mm. And, um, you know, like it's just the clicks. And I don't, I'm not it sure if they though. do have a Wi Fi dongle. That's, that's like the most interesting thing about this. It looks really nice, you know? It's yeah. really, you know, slick looking. It looks like something futuristic, kind of. Yeah, like how the, it I just think, looks tidy. Yeah, yeah that's going to be a really good thing for, like, especially the American market. You know, they like the things looking cool. And it's made um, in Czechs. What is what is so? What's the quality? Is it is it similar to like what they're getting out of Slovakia and stuff like that? It should be really good. Like, as far as I know, Czech Republic is quite good with you know electronics. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd believe it to be quite good. You know, I, I, I'd rather have something from Czech Republic than from China, I, I believe. <laughs> okay. Uh, that will be, I guess they would get to, I know they got to have the blinky modes and all that stuff for America and for that stock yeah. racing, but it looks pretty cool. It's made out of aluminum, yeah. all aluminum. It doesn't have any heat sinks, anything like that. And I heard a lot of people talking about that. Yeah, well. I do. I do think you know, from an engineering standpoint, you know, like looking at it performance-wise specifically, it's not very optimal design. You know, you have a screen which most likely isn't very, you know, it wouldn't uh, dissipate much heat. Then you have the slick surface, which again, not a ideal. And then you know, overall, you have the buttons and stop and everything like that, where the heat would naturally go easier so like heat um how it handles heat is gonna be a little bit of a question 
perhaps it's like so good that it doesn't you know doesn't warm up and to be honest most of the time uh like overheating isn't an issue in these days in S, uh, esc mm -hmm. mostly mm -hmm. the engine engine which overheats but yeah i think yeah i to be honest like the only thing i would like is it, it would be a little bit smaller you know because that helps with everything i don't know about the weight it looks a bit heavy but in the end what's going to matter is how it drives you know it's mostly software these days uh, uh what matters in escs mm -hmm. you know it, okay. like the way that it you know, handles well and you know it doesn't have any power cuts you know because there it's like it's very fine margins you know how the power is delivered and and all that and especially when we have so much power so that you have a nice no controllable power band. Yeah, I would agree. So people who are listening to this on the audio while looking at the we were looking at the pictures, you can find it on Elsaram RC on Facebook. All right, next up, Maxels was uh Montpellier GP. I'm not we're not gonna go too crazy in this because we did I did a full recap with Robert. We were supposed to do a recap. I you was excited to do a recap, and then you kind of yeah. And then I was like, well, Robert said we'll do it and you couldn't do it. Yeah. And then we ended up just Robert and I doing it. It was a pretty good check it out episode number uh episode number two two five. It's up. So uh this is footage courtesy of RC Mag. This is not the stream, but after the fact. Dude, so thank you to RC Mag for this. Real quick, dude, Ankara completely dominated these guys in this final. Yeah, it's crazy. He lapped the field. He Robert said this is the best final he's ever seen anyone drive. Yeah. And like the craziest part is like it's not like he lapped some, you know, drivers one in form. He lapped like Canas and Boots, you know, uh, which like this has been Notoriously, the best race of boots in the past. Look like, how many people are looking at watching yeah. this race. Look how many yeah, people are there. Yeah, that's that's so, what I love about European races. You know, the huge crowds around the track. So I would say this: boots. I said this on the recap. I think this was a great result for boots. I I would I did not have boots second. Uh, I did. So yeah. Ro Robert said this. He said that one Carlos Canas was very fast on Angara and qualifying, but made mistakes at the end of his run in the last two, and that's what gave it to Angara. He thought JCC was going to run away with it. But I think that's something we've seen. We've seen JCC be really fast and qualifying, warm-ups, all this type of stuff, but not put it together in these finals against Ungaro, against Rana Falk. And yeah. It's like, I almost thought that, I said this, I thought that him and Boots got caught up fighting with each other when they should have went and fought against this guy. Because I'm telling you, on the front start of the race, by the time they got to that blue thing and Angaro did that same jump, on the first, before the first lap, he was in front of those guys pulling away from him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, it, I think, you know, obviously it's, uh, it's hard to say, you know, this one race is like a proof of like the, why Angaro is so good and why Kanas is, you know, not beating him or David that often, but like to be honest, it's it's it is a good example of it, you know, because the way if you look at Ongaro driving, it doesn't look like he's pushing. He's just driving around, you know. He's like sliding the car around, you know, going around the track, 
But if you take a look at Canas at the ending point, it looks like he's always going, you know, balls to the wall, you know? Not like Baruffalo, but still he's driving really hard, you know? And, you know, Ungaro has those little mistakes where he slides the rear out a bit too much, but he just calmly collects the car back and continues on, you know? But Dude, he's Canas, just put on a clinic. Look at him. Yeah, but I think this is what, you know, is why Ungaro can be so dominant because... He drives a car that's naturally really, really fast, you know, and he's able to consistently do that fast speed, you know, execute the most out of the car that is possible without putting it too much, you know, too too much of a risk while doing it. Because if you look at Canas, he looks really fast. He lands with his wheels turned. He's always on power, you know, goes in really hard, moves the he car. He looks the like air, he's you know? pushing harder. He's like, yeah, ah, look yeah. at him. And even like, then, Ongaro lapped him, you know? <laughs> so, and it's not like Canas is a, a low, lower level driver than Ongaro. No, he's not. He's, he's proven to be a quite. I think Ongaro just has that instead. confidence that maybe Canas don't have yet. That comes from being a two time world champion and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. But I do mm-hmm. think it's just like that definitely is a big part of it, too. You know, Canas needs to get, you know, big wins under his belt. So, you know, he can feel, you know, it's a different mm-hmm. feeling when you know you should win, then you drive like you know you should win, you know. But also, it's it's just like the way these guys, you know, kind of drive, and like it's probably a lot of mental stuff. And like this is exact, this is exactly why you know Canas is always fast in like qualifiers and stuff. But in mains, you know, he might have more mistakes because he's always driving, you know, to his absolute edge. Whereas mm-hmm. Ungaro is just going around a track. And as soon as he finds his rhythm, he just run away, runs away from people. But in qualifiers, it's only five minutes. You know, you, don't, you probably don't have time to get into the, your absolute groove. And, you know, that's why probably here it looked like Canas was going to run away with it. But then Ongar ended up uh, like absolutely dominating. Yeah. Uh, finishing on the top five for that was Davide Ongaro, Elliot Boots. Great second for Elliot Boots. Uh, yeah. JCC, Ricardo Breton, kind of a quiet fourth. Robert Batty, dude, I took, we changed his name to Bobby the hard way because <laughs> he did this the absolute hard way. He was telling me about his story, uh, but he had to go through the LCQ. And he did, He I knew once I saw him drive that, I was like, okay, finally, Robert has stopped smashing the car. And to some extent, and and just like, that's what he would do in South America. You go up there and you watch Robert, and I'm like, he doesn't look like a professional car driver on his first few laps. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you're just like, oh, ah, oh, how'd you make that? You know, sometimes you're just like, oh, 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 and then, then like a few laps in, he's like, then you start seeing the professional car driver, and then you're like, oh, ah, ooh, like wow, you yeah. know. So he made it. I think he, I, I told him, I said, I think fifth was a great result for you. Uh, especially with his first yeah, real r- race out on this car. I think it was... Oh, and also, like, on a track like this, starting from the back isn't easy, you know? No, you he know, started in 13th. Tight, yeah, it's a tight track, you know? So there's no hope of, like, getting all the way to the front. But, so he yeah, said I, that... I don't, uh, think he could have, I don't think he could have challenged for the podium, probably. I no. think Canas and Boots were really fast. But I, I mean, I think this is solid. Yeah. So what happened it. was he he actually missed a lap when somebody crashed him. 
And yeah, yeah. then race control was not recognizing that he was in fifth. And so they were letting Parente and all that know that he's in, you know, so basically he had a fight for position and he didn't have to fight for position. Yeah. So, but I thought, I thought a great race for him. I knew he was well relieved because imagine if he not, had he not made this main, oh my, the, the shit that yeah. would have been talked would have been immense, but uh, not the, I mean, we didn't see Kanas or Boots or anybody go up and challenge Ongaro. So a lot of people said it wasn't a good race, but the mid-pack racing was great. I will say this, that uh, I'm so happy. I'm glad that we have coverage and looking at this video, they did a really good job, but trying to watch the race was very difficult because the they were using the announcer. So the announcer was announcing the race. You could hear him in French, like talking about Robert, talking about this, and you could hear the battle going on in the back. Yeah. But the the the, the video man guy was following, I think, Leonardo Valente in 12 at one point. And I was just like, come on, you know, look, having worked in a stream all last year with different people and seeing how Nick does it and working with Danny, the cameraman have to be directed as well. And oh, yeah. I hope next year, because I think that this race is getting a lot more UK, uh, English eyes on it. A lot more Americans are paying attention to it. I hope they get that English counterpart in there and just up the stream level uh, a lot. But a good good first race. A lot of these guys are on their way to a couple of days off, and then they make their way to California for DNC, for the hot race race this weekend. And um, yeah, good stuff. Great debut for the Matrix tires. We're going to segue right into that. Because yeah. Matrix released their new tires. Excuse me. So this is a. Uh, I'll bring him up. I, I, yeah, you have them. So this is a Star. Yeah. Well, let me remove this. Thank you, RC Mag, for your coverage. By the way. So this is a. I should like this. Like they call them Skywalkers. Like this is like almost Star Wars theme. But uh, I have to say this: their commercial, which I'm not going to pay because I don't want to get copyrighted in case it's anything in there. Finally, we're using RC drivers as actors. Yeah, that was good. That was like, that was nice. And it looked like they had some, you know, you know, good, you know, ideas behind it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not, it's probably not perfect, but I think, you know, the attitude was great. And I like that. Yeah, I see what they're trying to do. So we have the Stardust, which looks like an impact type tire. Yeah, so we can go through it. So this is the Stardust, which is, I mean, if you've ever seen an impact or a blockade, you know, they say far from it. But I, I think, you know, the thing with tires these days, it's not really about the thread pattern. It's more about the rubber because thread patterns are really easy to copy. You know, it doesn't take much effort. But the rubber compounds are something that really, you know, separates the manufacturers from each other. But yeah. So it, that's it's the a, Stardust. A What's next? That, this is the Stardust. And mm -hmm. then we have the Nova, which is effectively like a Vesuvio. Like a Vesuvio or the Seismic. I think it's Magma. Yeah. What, what is it called? Magma. Yeah. yeah. So it's, again, not very, you know, <laughs> uh, not very, you know, they aren't reinventing anything. Let's, let's put it like right, that. Right, right. This and is like this a... Is, Double down slash mm -hmm. Amazonia, you know, it, it's not exactly a double down. Um, smaller pins than a double down. It's, it's a little, yeah, it's a little bit smaller pins than a double down, and it's more space, uh, I would um, say. Yeah, but then like the edge is kind of a like double down and not like Amazonia, so yeah. it's like between an Amazonia and double down. 
And then the last one is like, you know, uh, Sahara from Hot Race or uh, I think it's Electron from Proline. So thread-wise, um, nothing. I, I, I got to say I'm a little bit disappointed. Uh, but, you know, it's the compound that really matters. And I do like, you know, their branding. The, they definitely have some, like, Ongara dominating. Uh, so Fresh they already off. have some good, yeah. They already and have some good I'm sure as we're testing, it's what I mean. As we're talking on, it's 351. I'm pretty sure Ronald Falk and everybody is at Revelation somewhere testing out tires right now. Yeah, I'm interested. Like they don't really have a small pin one. Like I didn't see a tire fit for DNC. You know, maybe um, has one. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they All have right. one that they just couldn't release it. All right. Uh, one more release that caught my eye this week was the Nemo N1 buggy. So they released uh the e-buggy side of this. Did you did you have pictures of it? I'll just use uh, I, I didn't yeah I didn't have pictures let's of bring it up one. on Circus RC. Uh I know people are waiting for the nitro version of this, but I know how times how things how manufacturing goes man. It's never yeah. on time. Yeah, it's it's like I think they were a little bit too optimistic, you know, with the timing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I this think... has, all right. So Max, let's talk about this. Look, I, yeah, I agree with you. They're a little bit optimistic with the timing, but we know how manufacturing yeah. goes. So this can be in a couple different configurations. You have rear saddle packs here. Then you can reconfigure the motor and put it over here with like one single pack. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a shorty pack. It looks like. Yeah. Uh, then, oh, no, no, that's a real shorty, shorty pack. Yeah. So you have various different uh, con- configurations here, man. I like this. I like this. Yeah, but it's effectively, it's like the x-ray design. <laughs> design. Okay. You know, like it's it's nothing, it's nothing too, too new. You know, it's x-ray had that same design where you could run the normal shorty or the saddle design. It now seems like everyone's going to the saddle one, you know. I think X-Ray was the first one to go to it, you know, of the new cars. Um, well, Kyosho had their own own design of saddles. It's a little different, but, you know, similar style. Um, then X-Ray came out with the saddle. AE went with the same one. Now Ogama uh, going with the same one. Um but have they uh, had the two configurations? HP. Does actually have the two config the different configurations? As well? Yeah, extra extra has yeah. the two, and uh, not sure of AE, but I believe they only have the one. To be honest, though, I think I don't really. I'm not a huge fan of the design where the engine is not sent or the center diff is not centered. You know, because on the configuration where you can run the shorties and the and the saddle packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, no shorties and the long pack um that's that's kind of like the, you can see here the engine is mm-hmm. quite far to you know the right side of the car and the issue is that um mm, yeah you it's really, very much far yeah, yeah yeah so so the issue is that you really don't get the um weight balance matched up that way at least I mean, it depends, but you have to put the batteries much more wide than you'd like to. You know, you get much more. I ain't gonna lie, Max. This thing, I like it. It looks good in these pictures. 
Like, oh, the subtle really one. The subtle one is the subtle one is you know much more balanced. Uh, I, like I think this. Th this one is quite close. You know, the the motor side does have a little bit of more more you know weight on it, but it's quite close. It's closer than the one where motor is all the way to the side. The I really want to see this car. I want to see this car in the hands of the regular people with the shocks and all that stuff. I, I really, I, I just yeah. This. I don't, yeah, I think, I think, you know, about the N1, just the general, you know, suspension design is what's the most interesting. Like the, the e-buggy design wasn't anything too new, mm -hmm. but I think, I think the bigger news is just everything, everyone going to the saddle design. It was actually Serpent um, who came up with this. They had it first, but they design. didn't have shorties. They had the long packs. Yeah. Let me, uh, yeah, I found it. So I'm surprised me... Mayako didn't go this way. Well, the the designer of the Mayako is a person who, you know, likes to do things his own way. <laughs> so, but things being said, there's lots of like there's lots of people going uh, with prototyping currently still. Uh so, you know, trying different stuff. I I even have like what, three three different configurations of batteries right now, so we're still trying stuff, but I think we're going with, you know, quite the basic layout that we've had for a while. Okay. Because that, that works, and it's quite easy to drive, to be honest. Okay. Well, let's move on. Um, so, okay, the other big news. DNC, we're going to have rules. So I have the rules here. Uh, well, class rules, which I'll be honest with you, I don't really, really care about too much. So basically, they're gonna have the sportsman class rules. You are ineligible to run sportsman if you have a, if you have is if you have zero percent car manufacturer sponsorship. Uh, if you have now, this is more where I'm I'm, I'm a, I like is if you're a sportsman class driver and your qualifying times are in the top fifteen of the intermediate class, then you must move to intermediate class. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's good. That uh, like you should have had that all along, you know. And I think those rules. So okay, I went on this rant yesterday when I was on the on the Turn Dirty South live uh, Thursday evening. We are applying an, a thinking that is twenty five years old to a situation that does that doesn't exist anymore. So we're applying the thought that actually having a sponsor determines skill level, and in this day and age, it does not. So to the to just. I think I would prefer that they just use the top 15 people bump out. Yes. People will sandbag, but at some point they will have to go fast to go faster to beat these guys. The intermediate class. I mean, it's always been like that I, just for people. To know it's always had these rules, the pro class. If you are hundred percent car manufacturer, yeah, that's all normal. Here's where it gets a little bit shady, not shady, but different. If you've ever been a paid driver for a car manufacturer, you must enter the pro class. If you ever made the a main, at the DNC or Silver State, you must enter the pro class. If you've ever won the one eight scale if Marwell Championship, you must enter the pro class. <laughs> Those, like that last one is just the Dingani rule. I know, I know. And this is actually I and one of these is JQ rules because JQ was in her talking about how he's gonna run intermediate. I'm like, you idiot, yeah. you're not gonna run intermediate. So it's like this. Uh Dean Saxon made a, a, a man at in pro at DNC five, maybe, you know, one yeah, of DNC twenty two. Yeah. Like it, it's look, I don't care about this. Like I don't, because yeah. it's all based, it's all based on 
the whole sportsman, uh, the whole sponsorship thing, and that actually meaning something. But when it comes down to like a guy who made the A man 25 years, 20 years ago, can't race, has to race in pro. Here's the here's how we're gonna fix it. And the people ain't gonna like this. Just have 40 plus. That's all you run. If you run 40 plus, that's what you run. You don't run intermediate, you don't run anything else. Hey, I got a perfect way to explain it so that everyone understands in America. Is it well, gonna be less than one minute sixty seconds? Oh, it's gonna be very quick. Okay. So think think of this situation. Because we have questions about this. Yeah, we, we have a fucked up situation where people don't know which class to run. So we have a system that's fucked up. So now we're going to solve that system. And we're going to slap Obamacare on top of it, you know? <laughs> these, these rules are exactly like Obamacare, you know? You have a shitty system that doesn't work, and then you slap some bullshit on top of it and try to make it work. But it doesn't. It's, it's not going to work because the system is fucked up from the from the ground up. So I think this is going to be great because the people, you know, hate me. They will have to agree with me because they hate Obamacare. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> so this, is, this, this, is, this is why I'm the professor of everything. Because if you agree with these rules, you're agreeing with essentially Obamacare for the sportsman intermediate pro class structure okay thank you for coming to my lecture <laughs> all right uh i have uh, yeah i'm pro- i'm pretty sure that's gonna trigger somebody oh yeah 100 um, but to be honest like why the fuck you just like can't you guys just race like two classes? I, i'm all for the top 20 yeah. and all that type of stuff being bumped up i'm all for that oh that's so, good that was actually I'm good. fine with that yeah. i just think <laughs> the degani rule if you have a, a yeah, world champion funny. so that's him yeah. and mark Ravidis. <laughs> Um, yeah. I think so. A lot of people misinterpret that. Greg r- enjoyed running. He, oh, so hey, Greg, by the way, is the Drake rule gone now? No, no, so you still can't run. I, I don't know, it doesn't say anything, so I don't know. It doesn't if say you, anything about the Drake rule, so is the Drake rule gone? So can the Ghana run now 40 plus again? So what the fuck? So Joey made a rule, the Drake, rule. no, no, no. So now he has a 40 invites class and a 40, 50 plus class too. Oh, so he went back to the 35-plus invite thing? Something like that. So I don't know. I asked Greg about it, and I don't know. He says he doesn't know either. So here's the thing. Oh, my God. What about somebody like Rhonda Drake? Where does she fall into this? I don't think she's ever made anything, like any mainstream. Right, but- no, no, no. But I mean, she... Oh, yeah, she's 100% sponsored. I mean, I assume she is. Well, come on. <laughs> but I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe she, maybe, maybe she she's gets stuff through Adam. You know, she's the exception to the rule. You know what though? A segue. Did you see her? I mean, off that. Did you see her new engine? Yeah, those look cool. Like it does look I cool actually dig it. it. I actually dig the it. Pink and black heads look really cool. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen her. Um, I don't. I think. Well, that's like. <sighs> Okay, if you that know, makes people happy, like, I don't... that makes people happy. Fine, cool. If that yeah. makes you feel better, fine. Uh, the other thing is, the uh, I know Joe Joseph's going to complain so much about those rules. The other thing is uh, the referees. I I saw Jeff Keaton's trying to complain about it and say this and say that. Hey, you know what? I am happy to see that they're going to have referees. So, 
No, a lot of people are saying, what about referees? Because I know this is a big, you know, we went from wild and free, you know, get away with hitting people because the RD didn't see it and all that type of stuff. And everybody's been claiming about, you know, hacking and all the stuff. So now they're going to do something about it, right? So we're going to have referees. Now, I know people think like, oh, a referee means you just got to come down and do immediate, like, stopping girls and all that stuff. I watched the guy Stitson referee at the Worlds. And he was more about managing the race than anything. Yeah. yeah. And he did a great job. Like he would say, all right, car number this, you, that was a little bit aggressive. Let's not have that no more. Blah, blah, blah. Give him, you know, he managed yeah. the race really well. So a good, a good ref isn't, is going to actually help this race. Like I watched Mao at mm-hmm. RCGP do a good job as it, as it. So I think this is a good thing. People are going to get like, he's not going to get everything right, but he's going to get more right than the RD because the RD can't do everything. The RD can't, can't watch the, the lap times and call the race and do other stuff. But that guy on that driver's stand, he can watch. Maybe it's two people. And I, I, I think it's a good idea. Now, will they get everything right? What rules now? Now the whole other thing comes. See, when you open up this whole can of worms, is it still comes back to the whole thing is that what rules are we going to follow? What federation yeah. are we going to follow? All this type of like, stuff. Does, What's gonna be does, fair? does the roar does the roar rule book actually have any like proper this is rules where, about this is where I see this is where I see follow roar rule book. What what are they gonna do? You know? Right, but this is where I see the chance for roar and these big races to collaborate. Oh yeah, but he, here's the thing, you know, like there are some issues in the structure of how all of this shit is put up, you know, all of the big events, you know, how, how things work, trying to figure out some nitty gritty little shit here and there isn't going to solve it. You know, you have to, you know, take yourself, you know, by the neck, pull yourself up and shake a little bit and be like, Hey, no, our system is fucked. You know, like raw doesn't do shit. These races, you know, they try to do shit, but they don't really, you know, they shouldn't be the ones to do it. You know, Joey shouldn't be the one to be like, hey, let's make these rules and like that. No, no, no he shouldn't have to make the rules. Go. There should be rules already. So yes, hopefully exactly. they're gonna, hopefully they're gonna the follow. Only thing, yeah, right. the only thing Joey would have to do is <clears> to say we we follow these or not, you know. But the mm-hmm. issue is that like when we say, Hey Joey, we want you to have some rules and do stuff like this. It shouldn't really be up to him to make the shit work. There should be some sort of a system to make it easy for him, to make him just be like, oh, well, that's easy for me. Let's do it. But that isn't the case, you know. Obviously, Joey has some responsibility too, like to do things like the proper way. But like currently just everything is so fucked up that it's 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 just like you can try to fix it, but you have to like make a huge you know, change to make it actually work really, yeah, really yeah. well. I agree. I think though, like the simple things are good, like the top fifteen to go up a class, you know, mm-hmm. like that hundred percent. That's a good thing. And then you know, having referees all together, I think that's a good thing. People just, get used like, to it. People get used to yeah, it. <clears throat> if yeah. that referee is out there, and so a lot of people think like, <clears throat> just because you hit somebody, it's an automatic penalty. Too. It's I've seen cases yeah. where people have hit each other. The person that hit was on the probably the losing end of it. And the person that got hit didn't really lose anything and no penalty awarded. You know, it's not, you're not going out there to stop hard racing. You just need to stop, uh, 
look, there there might be times where constant contact like contact might be like, hey, 50-50, keep on going. You know? Yeah. There's probably more times also, than that. Yeah, and also there there are those situations where, you know, the RD might see two guys fighting. The one takes out the other, you know, a corner before, and then the next corner, the other takes one, the other, and only one of those situations get penalized, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it's also, you know, stuff like that is annoying. And then, I don't like, think they're going to get it right every time when they do this, but yeah. it's, a, it's a start. And for yeah. people that are complaining about it, like, where do we start? Like, you have to start somewhere. So I give, oh, I give, yeah. give Joey props I, for getting them in there. And oh, but I, I still think, feel... yeah. Yeah, Roar. Roar should be doing should eventually this would be a great uh opportunity for them to collaborate and in all the stuff yeah. eventually. Yeah, I think I think I mean yeah, props for Joey for you know taking like because clearly this year he has taken all of the things more seriously. Mm -hmm. I think there's still a lot serious. of room. Yeah, yeah, that for sure. That's a big thing about it. But I, I do think there's still, you know, this isn't like the end of it you know this should be the first step you know oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a good Not step more. for sure but this it isn't like you know this should be the end of it but i think you know these are the things that we've been asking for and now we're getting we're going in the right direction i think it's a good good move i agree i agree i think can i, I, show, oh, can I show an e-buggy from 10 years ago actually sure. an rtr e-buggy um actually we have tires here where it was here it's an e-buggy from 10 years ago, an RTR from Serpent. That's the freaking same layout. Their, their buggy, like the one, the race buggy also had this layout. But like this exact layout, everything the same. There's no difference at all. This was <laughs> made like 10 years, over 10 years ago now. And now we're all running it. It's It's like... I don't know how this always happens. It was the same thing with, you know, body shows. You know, everyone was running, like, the J-Concepts silencer came out in 2013, you know? Mm -hmm. But people started running it in 2017, 2018, you know? Like, yeah, some folks ran it before, but, you know, it's crazy. It's It seems like we, like, it takes so long. For things to catch on. Yeah, I agree. You know what, though? I think that's all the news that we have today. Uh, thank you to High Tech for their continued support. Uh, check them out at uh, where to buy hightech.com. Sorry, hightechrc.com slash where to buy. Uh, I think we're going to go on to right to we have some questions, Max. We're going to go to Beach RC. Then we're going to bring Brent in for his interview. Then we're going to go uh, in our conclusion, just have a quick talk about um, DNC and take our picks. So with that said, let's get on to the Beach RC Bench Racing Q&A. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. And thank you to Beach RC and Brent for all the continued support. Uh, also, thank you to 
Uh, Brett, for coming on and being our guest this week. We do have an affiliate link for the BeachRC uh, website. If you can use it, it helps us out. We got a little slice of that. Uh, Max, we have a bunch of questions that we're going to try and get through to, through on. Let's see. Bam, 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 bam. The professor is popular. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to go through. We're going to look, Max. We, we can't spend two hours on questions. So we've yeah, got to I will learn be. To, I will be. You know, I'll be, you know. So I think this is from our buddy Pawel Niktkova uh, Nick Track Design. Do you have time to join my test training program? Uh, I don't know. M- maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, I was supposed to do it, but then uh, the track wasn't ready, so I couldn't. Okay. Maybe Maybe now I could. Yeah. It's interesting. Okay. No. P. Parot. This is from Instagram, by the way. Uh, follow us on Instagram. What do you think of the new ESC from Elseram? We talked about that in our in our news. Thank you for the question. David Bauman, still no lab coat for you, Max. He wants you to have a lab coat. Yeah. I need to I need to get one. Okay. Uh we have some YouTube questions. For beginners, if you could take three options of tires to two different and two different compounds, six sets. What tires are you taking to the outdoor track? I wouldn't take that many. You know, it depends on which area you're racing. If you race at the southeast, get some. Um, I'm, I'm guessing. Was he American? Um, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's say you're living in the southeast. Get yourself some stalkers and get them in blue. You know, that's going to always work. If it's middle of the summer, get them in R2, maybe O2, depending on, you know, if you're racing, like, uh, the, you know, what you call it, tracks with, you know, calcium. If you race, um, oh, Reflex is usually pretty solid option if you're running JC. If you're running on the West Coast, uh, get yourself some heart race, um, what are those called? Bangkoks in, in soft. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe J-Concept reflexes in blue. You know? Because here's the thing. You can always run softs, but when it's too hot, you can't run super softs. Like, maybe if it's, like, middle of the winter, super softs are going to be better. But even, you know, when I went to the ESC, right, I run blues, so which is soft. Um, and then... Indoors, I'd say, you know, Reflex, like East Coast, all of the indoor events, you know, Reflex Green is like the solid choice most of the time, you know. Maybe if it gets really dry, then, you know, you go with the blues. But you're safe with those always. Okay. Then, you know, like, yeah, I, I think I covered most of the bases, but... If you, you know, go through those answers and you can see sort of a pattern, you know, which tires work the best. But yeah. some specific tracks require other tires. You know, if it's yeah. really, you know, there's a lot of tire where it's an abrasive surface, then, yeah, something like Amazonia in, like, even medium could be, you know, a good option. Okay. Chumley RC, I have a question. Why does the show kind of make fun of tent scale two-wheel drive buggers? I think I used to make fun of stock. More than anything. Yeah, maybe he confuses, you know, stock with tool drive. But no, I don't actually. I 
I actually am a fan of Dojang. I don't know. I I mean I think I mean I think I made more fun about Dojang. I actually Dojang. like uh I'm all about stock yeah. now, so I'm cool. Uh, all about think... stock? No, I I still hate stock. I mean, okay, I don't hate stock, but I hate the way people, you know, do it. It's awesome. Uh Dakri man asks, do you guys do you guys dig vintage skin? Have you ever built a cloud buster? No, but I oh, I've always wanted a cloud buster. I used to drool What's over that? that. It's a uh, the to me a monster truck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always used to see them in the magazines and like oh, I want one so bad. And then somebody would have like a super modified one, and um, put it in readers' rides. I thought it was so cool. All right, uh, Kevin Mendez has some an, a question about the kingpin knuckles in his MX eight, man. I, I need my glasses. Something on the center of the knuckle, and he had to use a red spacer on the bottom and a red spacer on the top to center at the knuckle in order for the short kingpin with the hill in the bottom to sit flush. I have, You would know more about this than me. Yeah, so basically, if you run... Um, I'm pretty sure if you run, you know, the... You run the knuckle in the center. You run the short ones on both ends. Oh, no, the tall one in the top and then the uh, short one in the bottom. I uh, Maybe I'm wrong, actually. I'm confused. I have no I idea. Be I, I gotta have be no honest. idea. I, yeah, it's been a while. I always run the knuckle down. You know? I think he got his answer, though. I think he got his answer in the Discord, or Tony helped him out, he said. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's move on. Mark Thomas, realistically, how would how could North America implement a system to compare with EFRA where you have ranked drivers for A and B Euros that would mirror the American split between intermediate and pro? Sportsmen should go away and be replaced by novice. Damn, I sound like arrogant Max. Is this what House of RC was meant to do? Does House of RC complete compile lifetime, my RCM, and other scoring systems? Well, I don't think House of RC, you know, truly, like, it kind of does that, but it doesn't, that's not really the purpose of it. It's more a platform um, for, you know, all, like a hub, hub type of platform. Right, that, my RCM but, would have to be filled in there or something? Oh. I mean, you could, I mean, it, it's just that, like, the race organizers would need to upload the results to House of RC, you know, match the, profiles mm. and all of that so but like not nearly enough are doing it that it would work in that manner um but i think like people sort of overestimate effort because the euro b euro a system the way it's done it's just that if you have you know if you finished in the top 50 at the euro a's you can't race at Eurovis for the next five years. Okay. It just works that way, you know? So there really isn't any specific thing about it. But, and I think EFRA has actually kind of, you know, forgot about the Eurovis a little bit because it used to be a very, very a big nice, deal. You know, big deal, you know? Like Lee Martin won it, Ronifog won it, Marufolo won it. Um, I have no idea who won it last year. Yeah, exactly. You know, like these guys who win it, 
like they don't really they, they aren't significant but back in the day it used to be re- very big you know drivers like all well, right to be let's start drivers all right well let's but, segue to sorry go ahead because charlie yeah, might actually talks about this as well yeah um, but i think i think to answer this guy's specific question i think it's it's actually just more about marketing you know because if you look at it raw nationals are always like full for the past two years everyone said that it's just like race race to uh, like entry soon enough so you get in kind of thing like it's sold out in like 15 minutes or something so rather than everyone just going to this one race you have you know two races like this uh and one would be you know the raw bees where it would be not like the top top guys like maybe someone well i think little bump is too good already <laughs> but you know little bump two years ago maybe he could go there you know drive like that here's what i see um a joey bardones those type of guys maybe i i think he's he's already he might be too fast too, too yeah. yeah 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 but it's, it's kind of those guys who um does does uh, jeremiah robertson or what his name from he's fa- yeah but he's flying now he's, too he's fast he's fast too uh well guys like we mentioned but two years ago you know guys like that that's a good they they could be you know the ones who would go to your the raw bees and the rule could be like top 50 at nationals or top 30 at nationals. You know, basically, if you would qualify to the world, right. you can't then you, be. Right. There you go. That's a good way to do it. All right. Yeah. Let's move on because Charlie Mack talks about this. He goes, we're going to talk about it because we was on the, uh, on the, on the turn dirty South podcast. Yeah. Last night, uh, Thursday night. And I have to say, Charlie Mack, Keith David is definitely an iconic voice actor, more iconic than James Earl Jones in the voice acting community. But James Earl Jones is far more known worldwide and on a non-voice acting community. Whereas probably Keith David has way more accolades than James Earl Jones. But more people reckon more people know James Earl Jones than Keith David. There was this was an argument that we had last night. Yeah, I have I have no clue about this. Yeah. Okay. Uh anyway, he says what we have the data coming from events that can be used to create a skill set biased system of classification. Everyone has raced everyone by the six degrees of separation. Even live time has the driver ranking feature. It's just currently a manual feature in a perfect world. We'd rank drivers zero to 10. When you sign up to race in RC in RC, you create a profile much like an RC sign up or house of RC. You got an individual driver's license. Your ID number starts at zero and gains points to 10. Your results are then ranked. You then rank then ranks you based on the level of competition you compete against. Then you'll see yeah. true potential to uh, and grit. Zero is your beginner class. Your hometown weekend warriors might pull in a, a one to plus three. Regional races are three negative to a plus six. National learn six negative to an eight plus, and international phenomenons eight. Negative nine and ten being reserved for pro. Uh, okay, dash. Sorry, the, yeah. I'm thinking it's negative. Uh, pro <laughs> license issued. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like what? Kind of similar how they do it in in BRCA, like F1 licenses yeah. and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So I think I think that's a great idea, but so the main issue is this: the events 
that are organized on, you know, in any way licensed, you know, they're just random events someone threw up. They could be in the freaking backyard, you know. Um, so that's one issue. So you can't really make like, oh, this guy gets to go to the world based on that. But instead, I mean, the, the issue, okay, here's the issue. That would be a very, very cool system. And that would be like very, like, if you wanted to do that, America would be the perfect place to do that because every single track uses live RC, you know? Mm -hmm. In Europe, there are many different, you know, uh, yeah. softwares. But in live RC, everyone uses it and it's always connected to the internet, you know? So that way it would be very, very easy to do, you know? In Like, obviously, it's a big project to get the formula working right or all of that, you know, need to choose what you value which way. And it will be a long project to actually do, but it will be easy as easy as, as you can get because you already have the data. You can just pick a class, you know, all of that. So, um, in that sense, it would be great, you know, and that could that is doable for sure. You know, someone who is mathematically talented and is good at reading and and making code and and uh, like collecting data, you know, and uh, then rearranging it for someone like that. It, it's actually probably quite easy to do. But the issue is this. There really isn't anything you can do with it other than, you know, marketing or, you know, maybe heat arrangements. You know, that's one thing, but it's still not like that doesn't benefit you that much. Um, because the thing is, like, these races aren't licensed, licensed in any way. Um, you can't use them for anything official, you know. Maybe someone something like dnc or the america outdoor series maybe they could you know because live rc is involved with them maybe they could you know implement a system like that to their races you know but any official thing roar or anything like that it just it just couldn't be used because it's not like there isn't a controlled environment which would you know offer you good good and reliable data from that on but in reality, you could use all of that to help. But in like official things, it's not going to work. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep in that because I was lost with the mathematics. <laughs> yeah. I'm just being honest with you. I get it. I get it. I get the rank that system. Benjamin James, we're going to be real quick on this because this this conversation, this comes up a lot. How do you think Prime Masami Hirosaka would do if he is racing on red and off red today? Would he have the same level of dominance he had in the 90s? No. Oh, no, I don't think he would be even that high on the list, you know, because it was a completely different time. You know, the way of driving cars is completely different. You know, mm -hmm. you can watch drivers like I think Hooper, Hernigel and probably even Joseph are very good examples of how they drive the car resembles, you know, the time where they were really fast, you know, the time when cars were heavier, you know, less power you know all of that stuff you know everybody has first so, off now too you know there's no batteries that yeah well that, 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 that is that is the other point where masami wasn't really uh you know an unforeseen talent you know not like a crazy talent what it was what he he took it as a like he wanted to be a professional he wanted to mm -hmm. be the best and he took all the advantages he could get you know, whereas other people were just like, this is my hobby, you know, I race and maybe I get paid by, you know, associated or whatever. Yeah, I would. I, he, was like, he was a professional at a time and 
there weren't any. Yeah, and like the stories you hear about him going to battery factories and himself picking it out before the manufacturers even picked out their best ones, you know. Like he had better batteries than the manufacturer he was sponsored by. You know, like those those kind of stories are obviously probably most of them aren't true. But stuff like that definitely was the case. He he took it more seriously. He put all of those efforts into his equipment and probably his driving too, and he made the mm-hmm. most of it. But the thing is, like any driver from that era probably wouldn't do too well on this day and age. It's completely different style of driving. It's completely different, you know, challenges these days than back in the day. Okay, so we have a couple of top 25. I, I happen to agree that I think that the driving is just completely different nowadays Yeah, than what it was back then. Uh, Connie Swenson wants to know, we have a lot of top 25. I'm not going to go too deep in these. We're just going to answer them real quick. Can someone please answer why people have to comment on the top 25 list every time it's posted on why it's not no for a right? Because people don't understand it. We ran over that a, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. People th- I think people... Have, are taking it a little bit too serious at point some point too and basing it shouldn't be a base for everything in RC. Um, yeah, P- people don't really understand. Like people think it's like a definitive, you know, this is it, right? You know, someone's right. opinion, you know. But it's just like some some guy has the formula. He's used that to calculate results, and he puts up his results. He's calculated in a nice fashion, and. Turns out his formula is actually, in the long run, quite accurate. Okay. Uh, Jeff Keaton, we need to debate this referee quest. You've been one. Well, we have referees. So he's one of the big, he made a big post the other day and it's like, we don't need referees. And I don't, I don't comment what, on Jeff's post. What, what, what does he want then? You go on his Facebook and check it out. I'll, you can go no, check I don't, it out. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I. Oh, I'm not his friend. He's against referees. He's like, where's he? He asked. He asked some. No, listen. You know what? He asked some real questions. What rules are you going to follow and stuff like that? Who's going to determine yeah, this? Yeah. And who's going to be the experience and all this stuff? Look, I'm not saying that these guys are going to get it right right off the bat, but apparently they're supposed to be experienced people that have been to many races or whatever. Uh, Yal Mello says seismic versus hot race. I'm not sure what he means by that. Um, hot race. Seismic is good on very specific conditions. Okay. Hot race is good all around. Johnny Skidmore, John Skidmore. How about not having Walmart races to make it fair? Also, all drivers get the same track time. Oh, I mean, 100%. this is hundred percent. But like he he actually now I will say this that probably Montpellier should be four days and give people actually he said this and I would agree with him. Yeah. Do I think yeah. it would have made a difference in the result? I think that no, I think seventh no. was a good result. Yeah, like, I think, here's the thing. I don't think, you know, I don't, I think warm-ups in general are a bad idea. Like, Euro warm-up, world warm-up, all of these should be just, like, cancelled. Like, no, like, don't have races like this, you know? And and also, like, I, I think, like, practicing and all that at the track should be, you know, not allowed like quite, I mean, for Euros, the track has to be closed for quite a while. But I think, you know, these are these are just stupid because you make people go to the same event twice, you know, to I will say this. only that, that one after conference. I will say this. They had a, a world warm-up and the same people were fast. Like, it was no difference. Yeah, they had enough practice. That, that's it. Yeah, it was enough that's practice exactly, prior to that. That's exactly my point. Like that, that just like makes my point stronger because 
it doesn't change anything. You know, if you have I a like Walmart, Walmart races, you know why I like Walmart races because we get to talk about them. That's why. Okay. Yeah, but I'd like to have you know instead of having a warm-up race, maybe have a big race in another country. You know, okay. have a yearly Afro GP or you know Worlds GP or whatever. Instead of having, I think I think they the Montpellier GP should just be. I think I thought it was a four-day race anyway. Four days get that actually I practice in, but I know I know this kid more says Johnny. His dad says this a lot. He's anti warm-up race and anti you know permanent tracks and all that stuff. But I'll be honest with you. I think that seventh was a great result for them at this race. Yeah, I don't like to be honest. It doesn't really make that big of a difference. It feels always that oh, you could have done so much better. Like I some sometimes fall victim to this, but it's just that it doesn't really make that big of a difference in the end. I, I think this is for you, and we're gonna keep this quick. Robbie Smith, my good friend. When top drivers change chassis brands, should they be dropped from the top twenty-five list? To have to get back to their spot with the new chassis basically results from oil brands to promote new brands doesn't seem fair. Like when it's sport, not the ranking of brands, it's a ranking of right. drivers. It's their ranking, like, it's not their brands. Yeah. So and it's the not, thing is, yeah, the thing is like what's 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 the limit, you know? Because the the time that you need to count the list is two years. It the it counts results from the past two years, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you drop your brand, you're going to be off the list for two years, basically. Yeah. And Unless you like win very high-level races, then you're going to be it's, it's, maybe back there. People are just taking it a little bit too soon. I think that's your comment. Yeah. That's you rubbing it in people's faces. Yeah. Uh, Dan maybe. Thomas says, from homeless to professor of everything, it truly is a Cinderella story. It is, dude. Like, you know, last year I was homeless living in my – not even – a studio apartment. I, I think it's called a shared apartment. Now I'm the professor, everything. I have the forest behind me, you know? And yeah, it's just, just like, um, you know, a dream come true. Okay. Next question is something you wanted to talk about. Mark Bruton, young RC, 10 scale upside down shocks. Whole brothers have made a video. Oh shit. Yeah. Se- I actually 75 have 75 words, Max, 75 words. 75? Yeah. Okay. You just use one, two. So. Three. Here, here, here is, you know, you know what the whole brothers, you know, they released a video about this. Actually a great one, you know, actually a great video. Like I was, I was, I'm a little skeptical of all these people, you know, I see, but they actually seem to know like what they're talking about. So I suggest to go watch and subscribe to their channel. Um, basically, it has seemed to become a trend again. You know, here is Noha Ben Mohammed. Um, he finished third at the Euros last year, I believe, four-wheel drive. And he's running them as well. Not in the front, though. I don't know why. But, yeah, he's running them in the rear. Um, so now, my conclusion of all of this. This is always, this just happens always. Like every five years, someone's like, let's just fucking put the shocks upside down. Then everyone else does it around them. And then after that, people just go back to running the shocks normally. So I just like, it's just, All right, I don't know. Explain why they want to run the shocks. Quickly explain so, the shocks why they want to run them upside down. Yeah. So basically the idea is that with the shocks lower, 
you know the weight of the sharks is in the fluid you know so when you put them upside down you get the get the weight down when you're running on high grip high speed it's going to actually make a huge difference on the handling of the car just the weight down but the issue with this is you know when you put it on the arm it's effectively the same as you're putting a weight on mm -hmm. the hub kind of so if you hit a bump instead of you know there being a light arm bouncing up and down with a tire you have this shock it's carrying with it you know a heavy shock so if you hit a bump it's going to be you know a lot harder for the shock to actually stop that movement and then the, effectively the damping it gets worse you know so that's why in you know, like eight scale and stuff like that which bump it's not going to work ever um well okay not ever but most likely it won't work you know in 10 scale however these days we run on such smooth tracks you know even testman is running this with the old hp um on in america even though it's dirt it's smooth track you know it's semi-high grip high speed so it actually makes the car a little bit more calm also the added unsprung weight uh does calm the car down a bit makes it more you know um less reactive i guess you know yeah i'd say less reactive overall it just feels more numb like it's not as springy mm -hmm. um but overall i don't think i think it's like you should rather uh, move the shocks and improve the geometry than do this in my opinion but yeah i think it's just a fad like it's it comes and goes every five years someone does it and they go away okay yeah okay john moore wants to know did you get a new chair it sounds like it no actually but my girlfriend did buy you know these um seat cushions okay so i have that all right. It's definitely less noisy. Jeff Warner, what's up, coach? You have met, both of you have met a bunch of people in RC, the RC world. Who is one person you have not met in person that you would like to meet someday? Um, do you have one? I actually would like to meet Masami Harasaki. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to meet him. You know, there, yeah, that's actually a good one. Him and I, Hara I probably. Was, yeah. I yeah the thing is I met Tara you know okay, he was him. he was he was like one of those guys I always like looked up, looked up to yeah but I I met him I met him a, a few times actually but, um yeah Masami probably the only one I haven't met like that I'd like to meet okay Ben Bertle how can someone afford to race and still retire a multi millionaire be a, a multi millionaire from the get go no be a billionaire from the get <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smoker have you told your mom yet i have no idea what smoker's talking about no idea I'm i don't sure, know sure. i don't know uh mike sorchi says he has a question or rant let's see what's up sorchi racing captain kyosho uh biggest uh member uh he is the president and reigning highest ranking member of the Maddie Gonzalez Born a Crime fan club. Oh. Yes. Who was on our podcast uh two two four INS recap with Raging Aiden Horn? Should I haven't I actually met him. Maybe I want to meet him. You know? Who? Uh Maddie Gonji? Oh, uh yeah, Born a Crime. Ah, okay. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. Uh question or rat. <clears throat> Why have indoor RC tracks become so lame? Ten scale offer it. Hardly any <laughs> large jumps. I saw this one. 
or rhythm sections anymore. Almost getting to be on road with some bumps mixed in to upset the car. Cars are stronger than ever. No reason we can be sending them. Technical rhythms make for good racing. This one line smooth tracks with little bumps, jumps, obstacles are hard to race on with open wheels. You have doors and on road, so you have to, t- if you touch, it's less likely catastrophic. Okay. There's actually a very simple answer to this. And here's the answer. The tracks uh, that people race on, um, especially in America, you know, they have gotten more high grip. In Europe, it's always been the case, you know, that it's high grip. Now, the issue that when you get tracks that are more high grip is that with the power of, you know, current cars, in, in electric especially, it's so much that, you know, like with grip, you can clear any jump there is, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you make, let's say, a double-triple, someone would just, like, like jump as far as it goes, and if it goes all the way over, good, you know? Like maybe get a little bit wider line and then just shoot over all of that shit. So, like, the the size of the jumps would have to be so massive, you know, to have a proper rhythm section. Even, like, a simple double-double can turn into a quad uh, like it did at EOS that one year. And because it was such a high jump and very close to like Marshalls, they had to actually ban it at the DOS, you know, like, like Scotty was like actually penalizing people for doing that quad. So that is the reason you have so much grip, so much power, the cars are light. So there really isn't like, if you have a double, there isn't a big enough of an area where you can't do a triple after that, no, or, or a, even even something else bigger so that that is the biggest issue you just have too much grip too much power so you can clear any jump really otherwise if you if you have smaller jumps then it's just lame you know you have well, those little knobs and uh, at uh at masters of dirt they had a jump uh going up to the back side of the track yeah and that was actually so aiden horn was the only person really doing that steadily in four-wheel drive so i like that um yeah, I just think I like the the INS track they had at SDRC had some jump. They had jumps that separated stock too, which I like that they had some triples and they had some mm-hmm. some stuff like that. But yeah, I mean I don't know, man. I know like they have a 10 scale outdoor race going on this weekend in Florida at Dean's All Out, which is on the same track as the 8 scale race. So there you go. There's some big tra- big jumps there called the Emerge yeah, uh, series. But yeah, it's just I don't think, you know, with you know the what? amount of I power... Want to be honest really with you. You, you know what, you know what has to happen, man? You know what has to happen? We need... Seriously, seriously, seriously. There has to be another big outdoor 10-scale race. I think there has to be just one where everybody goes. Yeah, but it's not going to happen in America, no. really. No, because the issue, is, the issue is like, when would you have it? During the summertime, everyone's getting ready to raise the, you know, A-scale nats, you know. During winter, you have DNC, all of that. Then, you know, there really isn't any good time to have. Like, even Hot Rod Shootout used to be quite a big race. Yep, now it's not even heard about. Yeah. used to be a big race. I would love to see the Hot Rod Shootout come back. Yeah. And that's crazy because it's like it was at the perfect time at the end of the year, you know. I'm going to ask Jimmy about it. Quite of an empty space. 
there was like top top level drivers like all of the americans went there even naoto was there a few years you know i believe uh, so there was a lot of fast guys there testament was there all of that yeah but remember it's the, not existent anymore remember the uh come drive of us and cory uh yeah through mayfield under the bus uh oh, make sure you said yeah, on that track that. Yeah. No, that guy hates proline Ooh. Yeah, hates he hates, he hates Oh my gosh, he hates him. Um, I think that's it, Max. I think that's all the questions we have for this week. Thank you to everybody that yeah. sent them in. We got through this pretty quick this week. Uh, sorry if we missed your question. Uh, a lot of them, like if we keep asking about the top 25, we've already discussed that. So, yeah. Uh, if you guys can use that affiliate link or just say, hey, Nitro, just even if you don't use the affiliate link, just say Nitro is the glory. And um, thank you to Brent. Lucas, Beach RC, and everybody for all their support. Max, we're going to go. I'm going to go talk to Brent now, and then we're going to come back and we're going to have a little look at uh, DNC. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Thank you to Techno RC for the continued support. They got a, hey, Techno's got a, a big gun going into DNC. Woo. That's all I got to say. Do Woo-hoo. they get their first buggy win? Quite possible. Quite possible. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC. Excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. Joining me this week, you've heard his name, Menti. I mean, probably on every podcast, your name has been mentioned. Yeah, I think we I were think so. we were there from I think day one. I we were. Yeah, you I've were been supporting no name since day one. You was actually seven number seven interview. I went and looked today. Nice. So I actually think what I'm going to do is go and take out that audio and put it through my new magic audio processor and whatever. Cause you know, back then we wasn't, I wouldn't even know what I was doing back then. So, yeah, and then on. I'll replay it. You've come a long way with your studio. looks, looks amazing. Your, your podcasts have been great. So yeah, I can Thank only you. imagine what it was like back then. Oh, I know. I know. But yours is good too. We're going to talk about wheel and trigger. I just listened to, uh, I listened to the whole Kyle Neary episode. And cause I read that, that, that dude really interested me. And um, I like him. I like him, and I liked yeah. it. It was very good, very good. Uh, but oh. if you guys, if you guys don't know this man, this is uh, Brent Dansford. Uh, he is the owner of Beach RC. He's a very good friend of mine. We've known each other since about 2017. Uh, he he has grown a lot as well as Beach RC, and his and his workers. I mean, Lucas has has gotten very popular as well, and we kind of grown along the same time. But I I always want to recap, like when I first met you. And there's this dog, Lola. Say hi. Because <laughs> she goes everywhere with you. But she doesn't know how to swim. Because Frenchies don't swim. My buddy Sean's got one that looks just like her, but a male. She wants to sit behind me in my chair. So she was bugging me. Ah. Now she gets her, the queen gets her seat. Well, usually female, uh, females and female dogs get what they want. Yes. Usually. Most of the time. Yeah, so let's 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 recap. I remember when I first met you. Uh, it's funny because Joseph and I were coming off the 2017 tour. He was coming to Fall Brawl, and I was like, ah, I want some MIP tools. And he's like, well, I'll talk to Brent. 
And I'll never forget, I met you at the trailer there, and I was like, hey, man, you should carry some JQ parts. And you're like, well, you know, I like JQ. And then, then, then little did I know that that conversation would lead to us working together, starting a, fr- a friendship, and kind of like um, an RC journey of sense, both of us, you, you and your side doing the beach RC, my side, my side with the JQ racing. Now with this, but we work together. Um, we've traveled a lot together. Not traveled a lot together, but you know, you, you went out to the West Coast when we went to RCGP. So I was thinking about all that uh, leading up to making some notes to this. And I was like, wow, we have both. You have grown a lot, obviously. Beach RC is huge. It's uh, blown up across America. Obviously, people know about it. Outside of America, I don't know how much business you get outside of America. It's very hard with shipping. But definitely since 2017 to now, 2023, you, BHRC, everything is, has grown immensely, man. And I'm happy to see that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's it's been a journey for sure. I think that's the perfect word is where we were when you and I met and where we are now is, is one hell of a journey. And uh, it's not going to stop where we're at for any, by any means. but. Um, it's been a lot of work and uh, I've enjoyed every minute of it. So yeah, it I, is a know, lot of work. I, it's funny because uh, Paula Abdul said it the best opposites attract and uh, JQ and I are polar opposites and we, we worked good together and uh, I uh, b- probably uh, popular belief would be that we don't like each other after things went south with the Mayako deal. But mm-hmm. uh, I like JQ. He's, he's not a bad guy. He says some really dumb stuff and, um, and he acts, <laughs> he acts like an idiot, but I, I, I like him. He's smart. It's, he, there's no, no doubt he's smart. And, uh, he really helped me get to where we're at. I, I wouldn't say, um, you know, he's, he, he definitely isn't the reason we're here where we're at, but, uh, Along the way, he definitely did help. So I appreciate him for that. I think we helped each other. I, I was a, it was a very good, you know, uh, obviously when the JQ thing started, you you filled in a, a gap like where we needed to ship out stuff and we couldn't get stuff shipped. And you did a very good job of keeping things in stock and keeping, I think at that time, like that 2018, 2019 time, JQ racing was banging. You know, it was a lot of things, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I was coming to America a lot and we was going to races and stuff. So it was a very pivotal time. Uh, I don't think we would have ever kept up the amount of people that were buying stuff. I don't think we would have ever kept up the way we was doing it. So yeah, when the Mayako thing went, like, even though I'm not fully involved with Mayako, I was just kind of like, ah, that sucks. But I understand business is business. And what you've, I mean, I think, what really has flourished for you has been the ultimate stuff. You know, that has been the the big thing. You have multiple drivers signed to that. That's grown immensely. I remember when you first started that. I remember when you first talking to me about that. And I say, like, yeah, man, you got to go for it. Go for it. And I think it's been one of the best things you, one of the best decisions you've made. Yeah, I actually couldn't agree more with that statement. Um, I've made some really, really great friendships with uh, the Modelics company um mm-hmm. that's very strong um we we both have similar respect for each other and we work real well together and they've allowed me to do it my way they didn't you know expect anything more than some numbers that we agreed upon um you know and, and I, I believe we took something that a lot of people 
didn't even know about and the people that did know about it, it was kind of so dated that it was not even really relevant anymore mm. in the U S. So I, I believe we, you know, I'm proud of, I'm proud of what we did. So I, I'm not going to you know sugarcoat it, but I, I think we've really kicked ass with it. Um, we've aligned ourselves with some of the best racers in the country. We've helped, you know, promote the the brands to the point where other people around the world have wanted to join um, actually through us, but you know, we only do North America. So we send them uh, directly to, to Modelix. But yeah, I, at that, man, the ultimate thing's just been really, really great. And they, they keep coming out with great products and they're just great people to work with. So, um, yeah. yeah, I would say that you turned it into your own brand because it's been in America before I was, you know, under various different companies or distributors, but you took it, you put your own brand into it, you put the Nitro Beast Mode to it, you put a, you put a soul to it. And I think that's also very important to to branding something. You know, you became the face of it. People like BHRC. And I mean, it's it's everywhere in America. Like, yeah. I you know, the the problem that we that I saw and the reason why I felt it was a perfect fit for us was the the previous distributors prior to us taking it over were not racers and this mm. is a racing brand um it needed racers to get behind it and luckily we're in a hotbed of racing where I, where we're at so we we could kind of like expand that brand from the inside out um and we had already had a really good following of people with the beach rc brand but you know we didn't we're not a manufacturer. So we we had to access racers that already had deals and already were doing different stuff. And um, we just had to go out there and prove ourselves. And, and honestly, early on the product was good, but we've, it's, it's so much better now um, with the feedback and everything that we've been able to provide with uh, the drivers that we, that we've got and the team that we've built. Um, we can now go to them and say, this is what we need moving forward. Or this is what we want. And uh, they listen, which is really good. You know, they okay. listen, they're willing to, to, to work with us. So yeah, the brand needed, it needed racers and you know, we were the perfect fit. Yeah, I'm sure Roger's happy. I got the pleasure of meeting him in Spain. He seems like a very nice gentleman. Uh, for, you know, like I said, previous years, it caught on, but didn't catch on like this. So um, congratulations, man. It's good to see. I like, you know, I know when it first started and how you started and now you have like Fend and, and Ogden, like, you know, so that's, that's pretty awesome. Does Fend have uh, input back to you? And do you guys listen to the, uh, take that input and feedback and send it back to Roger as well? A hundred percent. And Fend and, um, and Cole and um, Seth Van Dalen all have mm -hmm. direct lines to them. We all, we all talk on a regular basis together. Um, it's a very cohesive group right now. Everything's, I mean, we already know Cole and, and Seth are our top guys. They're top 25. They're, they're main event guys. Um, but I mean, look at Dakota right now, dude is just on fire. How can you bet against him? You know? So to have somebody that's put that much work in and that understands the product in the, in the, in, in the sport so well, and to have him on your side is, is just been a blessing. He's really good. As I've gotten to know him a little bit, but I wouldn't say, I'm, you know, I know him, know him, but a very, very mature for his age too. You know, he's, he's only like 25, maybe 26, I think. Yeah, I think that 26 the other day. Yeah. 
so he's been around for quite a long time. He he seems to be able to handle the pressure pretty good. He he knows when to like not be upset and talk in front of the camera as well, which is a good thing. And man, he has he has been on a tear. Like he has he's just like he's really good. Like he for me right now I have him as the best all-around driver. When I mean by that like he can go compete like anywhere on eights in eight scale. He can compete on any, well, let's put dirt or carpet in 10 scale. And not just, no, he can win. That's what I, I should say. He can win, not compete. He can win on any other surfaces. So for me right now, I have him as the best all-around driver. In, and now he's kind of, you know, his weakness was always the nitro side. You know, he'd have some issues and stuff like that. But that seems to be going. He's finishing races. Um, I mean, he just killed them guys here recently. He, I mean, he had a great battle at the Nat Slasher. He was fast at the Worlds. You know, he yeah. was really fast at the Worlds. Uh, he was. People don't understand how fast he was. He was coming through the field, uh, you know, com- having to come through that uh, last chance. And for him to do what he did in that and then come from the back. And I th- he was up to fourth, I think. I want to say he was up to fourth with a, a head full of steam when that glow plug went bad. So. He's, you know, like I said, I he's special. I wouldn't bet against him, you know. DMC no, you can't. Enough, you can't. You know, it's a world's year here in, in in the U.S. and on dirt that he knows well. Um, I, I don't. I you can't bet against him right now, and he's he's his program is mint. It's really. I agree, good. and he seems to be uh, enjoying it, even though yeah. he's doing a lot. He's traveling a lot. His wife does a lot with him as well, so I guess that helps. I think so that's it's always. Important. People yeah. have to understand that if you're not having fun while you're doing it, your results are going to reflect on that. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, you know, what I preach when it comes to new racers. It's part of what I preach just period is have fun because you're spending a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort. If you go out there and you not do really good, not do what you think you should do, you still need to have fun doing it because if not, what did you do it for? Um, luckily in his case, he's paid to do it and mm-hmm. and he gets paid well to do it. So you know, he, not only is he doing well, he's having fun and he's having fun while he's making money. So, yeah, you, you know what? I think what I, I saw that he is still having fun was at Masters when they were still, I think it was um, the last day, Sunday. And they were still up there driving cars after the race. Like yeah. they're drinking and then driving cars after race. I'm like, these guys haven't got enough. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, <laughs> they're up there, like, having some drinks. And then I saw him really let loose, like, he was a part of the, um, I think before I left, it, they were doing, you were doing the, uh, what's that? The, oh, oh we do the fireball. Friday yeah, night. the fireball. And he was having, he was having a blast doing that. And I was like, oh, okay. So he's human. He's, you know? done, he's done that every year. And I think that's why we got along so good early on mm-hmm. before I was, you know, we were ever in business together. We, we became pretty good friends because of masters and, uh, you know, it's funny you say that, that he's driving afterwards. You know, the first podcast we ever did on Wheel and Trigger was with Dakota. He kind of piloted that for me. And when we did that, we were done with it. We literally about midnight before we went to Waffle House, went back over and grabbed a couple cars that were ours or somebody else's, not going to name names. <laughs> and uh, and there might be video. And if there is, I need to put that on for my patrons uh, for them to see it. But there, uh, we just went out there and hacked some shit up. But um yeah he he loves it man he loves it and he's he wants to be the best and you can see it you can see it in his performances 
Well, it's, we're going to get to see him here shortly uh, at the biggest race of the yeah. year, I would say. And he is definitely a favorite going into the 10 scale worlds at, uh, in Arizona. All right. Also, I wanted to touch on some things. Uh, since I've known you've traveled a lot. So 2019 saw your, saw your, I think your first trip to Europe, you went to Italy with your family. Uh, with your wife, your your daughter, your, not your youngest daughter. Did you take your youngest both, daughter? Yeah, I took both daughters. Okay. Uh, you went to, you You got to, what I like is that you you actually went on vacation too. Yeah. So on both sides, when you went to Spain as well. So tell us a little bit about that. I'm I'm very happy when I see, look, every time I, I meet my American friends, I always encourage them, like, get a passport and let's get out. Let's go see outside of America, you know? So I'm very happy that one of my friends do get to do that. I know you've been out of America before, but, sure. you know, but to get over to Europe, that's like, I remember you being very excited. I was excited for you. I wish I was good. I was like, man, I wish I was good too. But uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, this, this business has afforded me to, you know, to travel and do these amazing things at these amazing places. Uh, I just, I try to pick somewhere every year that, you know, as long as we can afford it uh, financially or, you know, the time and, um, you know, I prefer traveling with my family so they get to experience it with me. But obviously that's also tough because there's going to be a period where I have to work and they have to, you know, become second fiddle. And I don't like that. They don't like that, but that's just part of, you know, what we do. Um, but yeah, man, Italy was amazing. We probably, I, I'd have to ask my wife, but we traveled many, many miles. We, we rent cars. We, mm-hmm. we drive the system. Like we, I, I, for when I got back from Italy, I think I got tickets in the mail for like six months after I kept getting a new ticket and a new ticket. And I was paying for stuff that I had no idea I was messing up. Um, <laughs> no way. Oh yeah. Driving into places that I couldn't read the sign. And it said that you can't drive in here. And I'm like driving around places probably where they're thinking, no, you know, I'm in Rome. Like <laughs> I'm down in the middle of Rome driving around. And when we got to our hotel in Rome that night, cause we spent two days in Rome. And, and when I got to the hotel, she's like, okay. Uh, I said, well, where's the parking garage? She's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, it said there was a parking garage in this hotel. She's like, yeah, but, uh, how did you get here? And I was like, we're parked right out front. And she, you, she went blank white. Like what? You're parked out front. Cause oh, I wanted to, to be there. there. No. I was definitely not supposed to be there. <laughs> but, but I mean, uh, that's so, part of the adventure, right? Exactly. Those are the experiences, man. Like getting past when we're doing like 180 kilometers an hour and getting past going down the highways, you know? Oh, right. Yeah. Because it, there's no speed limits and stuff. Yeah. So uh, been, it was great. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I was, uh, I was also like, I listened to you said on the uh, wheel and trick. You was like, yeah, we went to Italy and I told my wife, yeah, everything's paid off. This is our first vacation where we ain't asking for prices. I think it was this or Spain you said that. And I was like, you know what? That's a very good idea. You have to do that. You have to just go and enjoy that and say, hey, this is the one chance I might have to be eating in Italy or Spain or doing something like that. I'm not going to eat cheap. Yep. Um, And that resonated with me as well. I was like, one day I'm going to do that with my wife. Uh, one day when we get to travel. Yeah. Um, also that year, you came out to visit us at the RCGP. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about first before I moved on to that. So you went to Europe. You got to see the European guys kind of on the own type of track. Um, who went from America? Did anybody from did Cole go to this race? Yeah, I can't was, remember. Oh, was Cole there? Cole, yes, Cole he was because he didn't go to was, he didn't go to Austria. Okay, yeah, so he, he went was to Italy. There. He was there. Yeah. 
So what did you think about that? Getting to really see the um, European races for like the first time. Well, I'll never forget when we had the, um, the team owners meeting and I'm sitting there with, you know, Max and uh, Adrian Bertin and uh, Alessandro and like all these like legends, super legends. And these guys that are all have very, very harsh outlooks on how things are supposed to be very formula one ish, you know, and I'm sitting in this meeting and it's in, and if you can remember back, Barufalo was my number one guy. And then I had Marco Ravaglia, Ravaglia, Ravaglia. Uh, as my number two guy. And um, so as we can remember, uh, Barufalo was on a freaking terror, dude, hitting everybody. Everyone's mad at him. He's getting in fights with McBride and everyone. Like if, if he was on the track, when he came off there, they were fighting. They were upset. <laughs> so I go into this meeting and I'm sitting there and, you know, you got David Isherwood and JQ and, and somebody says, uh, well, we have to, you know, I, I believe it was Bertine. He's like, we have to stop this, uh, this driving is out of control. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, like, okay, I see where we're going with this. So when it came around to me to get to talk, I said, I don't know what the fuck y'all are even whining about. This is racing. <laughs> and uh, I was like, they're going to touch. And they're going to hit each other, right? And so they all look at me like I'm the crazy wild American. And uh, they said, the one thing that resonated, and I'll never forget, and I believe it was Bertine that said, but they are professional. They know how to do this. And I was like, oh. Then I started really realizing that those guys can drive an inch off of each other at the top speed, at the highest level, and never touch each other. So now I have a new understanding for when they do touch 99% of the time it is on purpose. And that's, that's one thing people probably don't understand unless you get to see it in person, that those guys have such control that they have way more competence of how to use radio on a car than 99% of us will ever know. That's I don't know about it there in, in Italy that time. And then going to worlds too, like those guys, the top echelon are so good that mm-hmm. you can count on them racing really hard. And you know, if, if somebody gets taken out, it's 99% chance they did it on purpose. Yeah. And Marco is, is renowned for that. Like you, you just like you say, well, I, Alex Zangatini used to say it the best. He goes, this is Marco. This is exactly what he said. This is Marco. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is Marco. Um, <laughs> that's how we, we ended that one. Uh, that's, that was, that's great. I, I think what people don't, I think a lot of people really can't appreciate the amount of talent and speed that a lot of these European guys have, because we're so used to seeing the American, which was extremely talented and fast as well. Don't get me wrong, but we don't get to see these guys race too much. And I think now more Americans are starting to pay attention to a little bit more racing over in Europe, but it's still like still like, you know, they don't know who they are. So it's hard. They know the main guys, but they don't know some of these guys. But it's good to see. Uh, that's why I like DNC because that's where they come over to. I remember um, when you came over to California the first time, you was at, at Thunder Alley. You was have, I remember it was, that was like your first. You came late too. Yeah. You came like the Saturday. And you got your first taste of coming out to like California life. And I was like, I was like yeah, I think you're going to like this. And then I think you came to the DNC. That year, 2020, was the next year. And then it was like, 
I remember you being like, man, I'm so sick. I'm so sick. I remember you getting sick. And I'm not sure if I'm going. And then we had the DNC 2020 and then COVID hit. And I was like, maybe you had that. Like, I don't know. Um, but you came out there. You got that. You got that taste of going to California. What did you like about getting over to the California side of things, going to the DNC, seeing that level, meeting new people? You know, I feel the same way today as I did then. I, I feel like we're all the same. And I don't, I don't, I don't really feel like there's, I feel like RC racers on the West coast dress and act just like the RC racers on the East coast and, and probably in the Midwest. And we all put our shoes on hopefully on the left foot and the right foot and not opposite. And, um, I, I enjoyed it because I got to meet a lot of new people, mm-hmm. meet customers that I hadn't met face to face before. I got to see a, a different side of, of the country on, on the, maybe the racetracks are a little bit different just because of the dirt and stuff like that. But I felt, I felt at home without even knowing anybody that that's the one thing I can really remember. Um, but you know, there's just so many racers on the East coast and so many on the West coast. It, if there was ever a time to bring them all together in one centrally located place, it would be like a mega event. But I know, I mean, it's, it's, they, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy going west. I, you know, I'm looking forward to DNC. I'm looking forward to going to Nats out at uh, um, the A main track at Chico. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I really uh, appreciate the work and effort. You know, people put in all over this country. So uh, I'm going to actually try to travel a lot more this year domestically. Try to get to some places I've been wanting to go to. Um, yeah, and then you know, continue that trend on as uh, as we keep going. But um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it was, uh, I felt like I was just going home, just meeting new people. Yeah. I, I, you know, people, I think people don't realize how big racing is in the Southeast. It's huge. I, yeah. It's, I would say it's probably bigger than California in that area. Uh, you know, it's, I, I have had the privilege of getting on there and meeting a lot of people in the Southeast. If there. I like California too. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's two different types of tracks. There's a lot of good guys out in California too, as well. And a lot of good people that go to DNC. I really would like to see more of the, I know there's a lot of the Southeast races that always think, well, I can't go out to California and I can't do this. Yes, you can. You can come out there. You can do it. I like to see you come out there. Um, I like to see those guys come more over to the Southeast as well, which they're starting to do. They come to like days races and stuff like that. But, uh, I, I really, enjoy my trips to California. I, I enjoy my DNC trips because that's where we see the best of the best race. I think every year, yeah. but I've gotten to know the people my way around California and stuff like that. But I still, pref- I, I think I still like the Southeast like to come and just chill and hang. Well, as far as geographical location, there's no doubt about it. I love the Southeast and I, I like it more. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I hold no bones how I feel about the, Western world, the uh, government and, and how they do things out there. Um, but that when it's when, like I said, when we go to an RC race, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. We're all there to do the same thing. We're all there to help each other. We're all there to race. We're all there to party. Um, so for me, it, it's, it, I don't feel like I'm in California when I go to DNC, if that makes sense. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I you're like around your extended family. Yeah, I, I just feel like I'm at a, a big ass track with a bunch of like minded people. Um, 
I just, I guess the biggest differences are going to be the track surfaces. I mean, we've mm-hmm. got such different dirt out here, and um, especially where I am, um, lots of really hard packed clay, and the racing is a lot different. Um, maybe even a little bit easier for sportsmen slash intermediate sportsmanish guys to to get a hold of the tracks, but that that doesn't make it better. I, I think, you know, having harder tracks to race on also is, you know, good for the, the, the newer guys to get better at RC racing. So yeah, I, I feel like I'm at home every time I travel to an RC race because it's, it's, it's the same, same vibe, the same type of people, whether it's the different faces, it's the same type of people. I agree. I, I I'm really looking forward to it next week. I am. Yeah. Uh, too. So I did mention COVID. I wanted to know, because to- I've talked to many other hobby shop owners. Uh, how did, did, did you guys see an increase in business during COVID as well? Well, there was the online boom that everybody mm-hmm. that was, I mean, in any industry, um, the online boom was, was really good. And uh, it was really good for us. Um, we, we really didn't slow down. I, right. I mean, we, we, we slowed down in the store for a little while because you know we were doing curbside and couldn't allow people in the store for x amount of time i can't even remember what it was i was actually talking to somebody about that the other day but um you know it 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 sucked because i think everyone got so hesitant they i i feel like people really wanted to do stuff but they didn't know what they could or couldn't do and didn't want to endanger people and so as far as the hobby shop went outside like the 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 internet side was gangbusters but Mm -hmm. it took some time to get the track back up and and people coming back in we lost a few people that decided to get out during covid and you know that was like just a way for them to move some stuff that was in their closets and but i think i think it was fine for us yeah i think it's also when you started uh sending correct me if i'm wrong but uh started sending the white whale to races like I would say late 2020, I think it was. Well, we've been doing that for m- many years that long before that. Right. Just, but I really think like got, you really started pushing it because you stopped for a while, right? Yeah. So before Lucas started working mm-hmm. for me, I was the one doing it and I was, I could really only do it maybe once a month, once every couple months. And it did sit for about a year. And Lucas was like, we got this trailer sitting back here. We're not using it. I would, I wouldn't mind doing it. I, I know he regrets telling me that now, but um, <laughs> yeah. So now I always tell him, look, dude, you're the reason that we put it on the road. So, um, but yeah, they, there was a little lapse in time, but for the last five, six years, it's, it's been going pretty, pretty heavy. Right. Um, okay. So I wasn't sure. I, I, I do it. Appreciate. I mean, it has turned into like a full-time job for Lucas. I remember when he hadn't even, left like Myrtle beach for a race. Yeah. And now he's been to every major race pretty much in the Southeast. Yeah. And, um, he's, he just finally asked me the other day, I've been telling him for years, you know, let me know when you want to go to, you know, another race. And he didn't want to fly with masks and all that crap, but, uh, he wants to either go to Chico or to worlds in Phoenix. So we're, uh, I don't know which one he's going to be going to yet, but everybody Everyone's going to get uh, graced with his presence at one of those two events this year. He should. I, I really, I really like Lu- uh, Lucas. I like his writing. I like his, uh, his videos. Um, he's been probably one of the better people that I've met or that in RC in the years that I've been involved in it. 
Uh, I, I know I had to, he was, I, I think he did a, a, such a great job on that documentary because I know how hard that was. Yeah. And um, I know he was a little bit disappointed in the numbers that they got, but I said, you got to look at the, don't worry about the numbers. Like it's always going to be there. Like what you done was awesome. I yeah. actually asked him, I said, did you use chat, chat, um, like, a, a cause he, it didn't even sound like his voice at a point. I said, did you use chat AI on this? He's like, no, I said, you sound almost like a chat AI voice, Lucas. But that's I thought it was his, great. Uh, that's his stripper announcer, uh, DJ voice. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. That's when he's, uh, when, whenever he moonlights as a, um, a stripper DJ. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy for him as I want Lucas to enjoy <laughs> I want Lucas to enjoy RC as much as possible and continue yeah. to be happy in it because people like him are very good for this hobby slash sport. So I, I really hope he keeps up his work and don't the numbers will come. That's why I tell him I said this will come. Just keep doing what you gotta do. You gotta focus on the content. Yeah. Um next up, uh blah, 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 blah. oh S works. So let's talk about that. Uh growing immensely uh especially in america i mean it was big in europe already just coming off a great uh good weekend for you guys over there in montpellier great result for elliot boots i would say i still think that canas needs to find that that something to beat ongaro i think a lot of people need to find that something to beat ongaro to be honest yeah but uh jcc super fast um boots was good over on the American side, you have Born Horse who's looking really good, yep. putting in a lot of work on the 10th skill side. Them, uh, he, he's probably taking a little break now. Well-deserved because he's been busy. You got Heckert who looked good at the end of the season. Excuse me. Lime's out there doing good. Just signed uh, Tanner Danny. Still, you still got Tanner Danny. Yep. And um, Brandon Rose, who I think was a great pickup, who I think is going to excel really well. But not only that, I'm seeing... Like uh, local fast guys like Olsen, he's got it. His one now and more 10 scale guys. A lot of focus going into 10 scale. Meacher's doing well in 10 scale as well with it over there in Europe. Tell us a little bit about that. I think Tim Lime's been very good. I think you're doing a good job. I don't, you know, tell us a little bit how that's going. Well, I mean, the S works. So, you know, like when you were playing video games back in the day and you're like, let's just go to like NASCAR and, and you start off and they put you in like the wheel and modifieds. And, and then, you know, your, your goal is to try to go to the, at the time Bush, you know, like Bush cup cars and then try to get the cup cars, you know, like mm-hmm. there's that, that progression. Well, JQ for us was kind of like running a modified series, you know, it was like that got our feet wet in the, in, in having the proprietary chassis brand in the house. Um, that was the lessons we learned about dealing with people, dealing with the team, stocking product, whatever. And I would say, you know, we, we skipped everything in the middle and went straight, you know, to, to the top as far mm-hmm. as upper echelon. And the, the S works thing has been just great. The The challenge for us has been being a smaller brand, a smaller company and stocking, everything we need for all the versions of the cars that they have right now. So, you know, they've got two 10 scale vehicles, which one's brand new and then four a scale vehicles that are very, um, you know, very new, very Mm -hmm. up and coming, very desirable right now. And just trying to make sure we have enough. And then also dealing with 
you know, shipping logistics and stuff, which is just going nuts right now. The price mm-hmm. of overseas shipping is stupid. Um, the, the Chinese New Year really slowed down production yep. as it does every year. So now we're like, you know, we're just learning and learning and learning and everything that we learned before with the JQ product um, is is taught us to, you know, be better with what we're doing here. But as far as the product, the quality, the team, the team is awesome. Uh, I learned in at DNC last year uh, how amazing the team was. So cohesive, um, really, really work good together. Everybody under the tent is having a good time. Tim's a great Tim team manager. Mm-hmm. Um, keeps us fed with snacks, drinks. Ask if we need anything. Helps on do the dirty work, cleans tires and crap like that. Um, very, you know, monthly meetings online. Very, uh, everyone's just so willing to help. Everyone's trying new things. The, the the feedback has been really good. Adding Brandon Rose has been amazing. Um, I think that you know we're going to see some big stuff out of him this year. And uh, and then we work real good with the Europeans, you know, mm-hmm. and and the Australians, you know, between McBride and then now Ben Sterling getting on the cars. Um, you know, we've got we've got a lot of feedback. You mm-hmm. know, it's really really good right now and. S-Works was already one of the number one brands in Europe, you know, if not the mm-hmm. number one brand. And, and to have someone like, you know, JCC really killing it and having Elliot Boots and all his knowledge and expertise from all the years he's been doing it. Um, these new kids, Valente. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, these, Valente is WRC now. Oh, no, I, I'm sorry. Uh, Pet, Petty, I, um, I always say it wrong. Polito. Poli, no, uh, Pariente. Uh, ah, Pariente, Daniel and, and Adrian. Yeah, them he came boys. six this past weekend. Yeah, and they're young. Yeah. I mean, they are super young. So, you know, him and his little brother, they, they just really, uh, Polito too. I, I'm not trying to leave him out, but uh, just a really cohesive group and a lot of support. So I think it was a, it's, it's been really good for us. Uh, we're going to do our best to make it even better for everybody else as we, uh, as we grow the support on our end. It, I haven't seen it grow this much ever in America. Even when Amen had it, when they had a Tushihara and all that stuff, I didn't see it grow like this. So I don't know how Tim Lime does it because he has like a full, like, I mean, both of you work extremely a lot, uh, but he has like a full-time air-conditioned job, a track, and does this. I don't know where he finds time to sleep. Um, but I can say the same thing about you as well. But it's really good to see, but I think where, where I'm noticing it is like, I can see it on a regional level, different people picking it up, you know, not, it's not about always the top guys. It's okay. I know this guy, he's pretty good here. He's pretty good there. You know, and I see that happening and, and getting in a lot of hands of a lot more people than I've ever seen it. So I actually, it's funny. Cause I was thinking about this, um, girl comment. Like I was thinking about brands and how 2023 is, and maybe some brands aren't as, as strong as they were last year, you know, and I'm thinking about, hey, S-Works going into this year and going into, like, DNC probably has one of the strongest teams as well in the in the world, like, compared to, like, the stronger than, I would say, the Mugen team right now, the stronger than, obviously, the Kyosho team. I would beg to say they're stronger than the HB team as well. They got, like, obviously, you got Techno with uh, uh, Mayfield, Fend on TLR, and then I've, I would, you have to throw in Runafuck with Mayako. Those are the three oh, yeah. challenges. But I think... Like going into this YouTube, it's like the companies that were small, sorry, going into this DNC, the companies that were smaller years ago are now coming in as more of the favorites or dominant teams. Like I'm pretty sure like the S-Works tent is going to be 
But I, last year it was packed. It was like a lot of people there. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's good to see. And it's, I know how hard that is. I know how hard it is to do that. Yeah. I mean, you and I, we, we worked, that was like what we did together with JQ mm-hmm. is like, how do we make this team grow without putting everybody on a deal? You know, it, it the retail is just as important as getting good team members that are, that, that are paying, you know, less than retail. It's, it's a jaded world we live in and, and this industry is just so crazy, but getting customers is one of the hardest things you can do in this industry, especially for a chassis mm-hmm. and uh, S works is doing it right now. And, and I, you know, I attribute a lot of that to our team, the guys that are out there putting in work every week. Um, and then I attribute that to Tim. Um, I believe that we have a big part in it just because we stock stuff very well. Um, you know, it, it's, it's it just it it takes an army and right now S Works has an army we're we're building a a big army. I can't hear you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was muted. Sorry. Um, fully <laughs> focused, <laughs> fully focused on tent scale too. Lots of work going into the tent scale program. Yeah, so that that was real big. I knew right when we were getting ready to take uh, to bring on the distribution that they were working on a four wheel. We didn't know when it would come out. Um, they just were releasing the new two wheel, the, the a scale buggies were both pretty new. They came out during COVID. So they, they've only made some running changes. They don't have plans right now for a, a new platform. So th- I knew that that was good for us. We could, we could bank on bringing in a lot of the parts and the products. Um, so the 10 scale side of things, man, I mean, their carpet program is off the mm. chain. It's so good. Um, we're working on the dirt side here. Obviously it's way more prevalent in the U S than it is in Europe. Um, but yeah, the, the cars are great. The new four wheel drive is very modern, very, very well built. Um, I mean, it's up there in price with, uh, you know, the, the upper cars, the, the TLR, um, the, the X-ray. Yeah, but it's you know. earned that it can be that price. It's a, it's a major brand on the market, just like anything else. But it's really good product too. Yeah. Uh, it, that's one thing people have to understand. I mean, there are some, there are a couple brands that <clears throat> you don't really know the quality. But this brand, I can tell you right now, and it, I'm not just saying it because I I sell it. I, I'm saying it because I I am the number one biggest test dummy when it comes to strength testing of these cars, and I have killed my A scale car. Literally, I have done things that I w- that would have broke on almost anything. Um, very, very well built stuff. The aluminum is very well hardened. It's, it's very, it's just good product. It, it lasts, you're not buying it all, you know, buying multiples of stuff. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just really good product. And that's, people need to find that out for themselves or talk to, to, to racers at the track, not even team guys, people that just buy it. You know, why do you buy S works product? You know, that tell, tell, you know, find out why they just go and buy it because they like it it's because it's it's solid equipment and how about working with max i i got to briefly talk to him at the worlds i think i need to get him on her one time uh is he like fully into it is he is he is he on the like was he on the messages with you guys is he is he taking interest in it or is it just like i'm letting mika deal with it (laughs) no it's not uh it's not just i'm letting me to deal with it it's it's He's, he's hands-on. Okay. Um, him and George and Misha are the, the three guys that we deal with all the time. But 
Um, Max is fully immersed. He's he's a proud, proud, proud man when it comes to you know those big victories and um, you know we. That's another reason why everything works so good is because Max at the top, you know, below Yang, he he works with us. He he's he is hands on. He's not just like moving product, moving product. Okay, thank you. Here's you know we need money. It's more like you know how can we fix this or here's what's coming out new. Um, you know, we're sending this to you guys. We're sending these people to this race. He's he's all about the the logistics side. And he's very much about, you know, the success of, of not just for him, but for his distributors. That's good. That's good. I need yeah. to really get him on her. And it's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, I still think Brandon Rose was probably the best pickup for you guys. Like you didn't, you didn't, you know, I just, he showed very great potential in last year. And um, I want to see what he does. And I think he needed that that big team to give him that advice when he needs it or that confidence when he needs it. And he's got that with Joe he has got that with um, all those guys over in Europe. So it's going to be interesting to see how that affects him. I, I, his one, I just saw he's drawn to Mexico too. So he's having fun down there Yeah, with this, with the crazy Mexican guys, the pretty probably copious amounts of tequila consumed. <laughs> I love those guys, man. I, I wish I could have gone to that. I, I, I wanted, I told the, uh, uh, I told them that I want to come down to that race next year. Or I would like to go to Mexico too. I would yeah. like to go there. Those guys were fun at the Worlds. Yeah, they were fun. Uh, all right. So one thing that you that was fun for me this year, and you kept telling me about this, and you was like, "You got to come. You got to come." Was your Masters of Dirt? So I have to thank you for getting me there, because now I'm like a full on ten scale type of geek, like you know. <laughs> And I mean, even stock, I'm liking stock. And you kept saying, you got to see it. You got to see it. And I would tease you. Yeah. But hey, man, I really, um, I think two of the races that I thoroughly enjoyed last year was Masters of Dirt and then the Florida race. Yeah. I, uh, I really enjoyed it. I want to make it down to the, the Florida Florida race this year. Um, Masters of Dirt was fun. Like, I had a lot of fun. I had a, genuinely a lot of fun getting to meet new people, but to see like competitive 10 scale racing on dirt, the track was great. The racing was fun. Um, Scotty was a machine like to see. So I'm seeing Scotty work as a commentator, but to see him to work as an RD, <laughs> he doesn't take any, he takes a break to go use the bathroom and come back. Yeah. Um, and there were long days. I think this was probably, was this your biggest share this year? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't even keep track to be honest with you. It's just, I, I always, the success for me is based on when people leave, what they tell me uh, when they're coming, if they want to come back. And mm-hmm. most people already are saying when they're walking out the door, is it masters yet? You know? So it's that, that to me speaks the volumes of what we've tried to build mm-hmm. with that, with that event. But yeah, I, I want to say it was for right at three eighty. Well, I mean, in, in, in terms of competition too, it was super stacked. Like yeah. in the mod, in the in the in the mod division was stacked. Okay, no no Tasman and no Mayfield this year. Well, Tasman's never been. You said right or Mayfield? No, and both of them have been to Beach Hobbies, but they've only okay. been there for the INS. Okay, uh, we've, we've not had neither one of them for a Masters, and you know it's it's a shame because you know that title now is it's a, prestigious. Yeah, and it's they prestigious. they've not put themselves in position to have that title and. I hope that that changes this year. Um, you know, we love 
for people to come to that race, but uh, make there's one dang thing you can guarantee is we don't pay anyone to come here. You, know, you come if you want to come. I listened to that. You did it organic, like when you uh, you did your wheeling trigger with Lucas. Yep. Uh, you're saying how you wanted to to grow organically, and it has. I mean, dude, there was people from all over all over America there. Then you had obviously Mika there. Yep. He came, so hopefully we get to see a little bit more of the international crowd come over to it as it as it grows. The coverage was gr- great. Danny did a great job on the coverage. He's amazing. The RD was great. The you guys put on a great show. Like all your workers were busy working. <clears throat> then like uh, your wife, your daughter, everyone was helping out, giving food and giving bears. Like a whole family thing. You was busy. I enjoyed it. You had Circus RC there. You had um, Hannah there. I thought it was a, a, a really like I left there and I was like, man, I want to come back. You know, that's what I said to. I said, I want to come next year. And well, uh, I, it opened happen. up the whole genre of RC for me that I'm geeking out over now. You need to make that happen. I mean, having you do the interviews with Danny was uh, it made it better by, you know, for sure. Um, you know, being able to have Lucas uh, wander around, take video and, and help mm-hmm. build our, our repertoire. Um, it, it allowed me, you know, having all the people here allowed me to get to race a class this year, which I haven't done in many years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we were very fortunate. We put, we built a team around us and, uh, and the team really, you know, they showed up for the game. That's for sure. We were the champions. And you know what, while while this was all going on, every time I went for a walk in the back of the, to the hobby shop side and drooled over stuff that I wanted <laughs> <laughs> there was people there like buying stuff oh yeah we don't like close. people that are just walking in and i was just yeah. like wow we're like, open I, days a week man so like we, we can't uh we can't let the our, our our normal customers down either that was good man uh it was i i thoroughly enjoyed it if you're on if i think like mayfield and these guys they need to get there like if they want to win that title fans fan wanted again no rifkin wanted to share yeah, Rifkin got it. Right. This is his first title. Dustin's won it three times. Finn's won it twice. And um, Rifkin, in our, the very first year, was won by Stephen Hartson. The second year was won by Col- um, Griffin Hanna. Okay. So, yeah, and that's, you know, I mean, you can see the progression. Hartson coming off his world's victory wins the first year. I think he was one year removed from getting his world's win. And then Griffin, who never really made it to the upper echelon. Uh, but he was good. But he was so good. And and had he continued and, and got his program where it needed to be, uh, would have been top, I believe, top top tier driver. Uh, and then you go into Dustin, who's a you know a, a top gun when it comes to 10 scale. He's and, looking a lot faster now that it's going on in JC, uh, Robo, this sure. Yeah. I, you know, that's, that brings up a huge debate. Um, I don't really, I don't really like side with a tire brand or anything because we sell them all. But um, you know, right now JC's got a damn mm-hmm. good ten scale program. I mean, their tires are good all all across the board, but it's very hard to beat JC tires on uh, on our dirt right now for sure. You have a, a race coming up soon, the Palmetto Classic, right? Yeah, Palmetto Classic is mm-hmm. uh, March third through the fifth, uh, or third through the fourth, third and fourth. Um, that's our, we do two, two named off-road races, uh, uh, with kick-ass trophies and stuff, uh, every year. And that's one of them. And masters is the other. 
Okay. Uh, and also, <laughs> not like you didn't have enough going on, but you have also taken over <clears throat> the Badlands Supercross. You had some races there. I felt so bad for you at RCGP, you, Lucas, and, and Derek. And I was just like, these guys, like, man, people will never know how much work goes into a track to you, Irvon. Yeah. Well, I knew before we took it over how much work went into it, but <clears throat> those kind of circumstances are very deflating. But, you know, you guys got we, it done, though. We, yeah, we had a job to do. We, we weren't going to quit. You know, if everyone left and, and we didn't get to race, it wasn't going to be because we didn't try. That's for sure. But uh, it all it turned out really good. I I I feel like it. We we made uh, really good success out of what could have been something really terrible. Yeah, but and then you, you had the full roll, which was successful. Yeah, I'm sure. You had hey. a lot of entries there. Uh, yep. Track looked great. Uh, I think you had Danny there as well again to cover that. So that was good with Lance on the mic, who does a, a great job as well. Yeah. Uh, um, how is that? Is it, are you guys open for like just weekend club races or how does that work? Uh, we're, we're the first Saturday of every month and okay. then we, we do our, you know, spring stings coming up in April, um, end of April. And then, um, yeah, just club race the first weekend of every month. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but I think it's the only eight scale track in that area, right? Yeah. And the closest track to us, uh, is going to be about an hour and a half, two hours Okay. We don't have a lot of racers here, so you know the, the the club is in the quote unquote club has really shrink shrunk down over the last five or ten years, and um, a lot of the older guys have kind of moved on mm-hmm. to playing golf and and um, moved out of the weekly competitive RC. Um, and then there's been a lot of new tracks opening up around the Carolinas, which makes it tough on someone like yep. us because. Um, we're a destination place. It's, you know, it's not cheap to stay here in the summertime. And, um, if people can drive a half hour to less than two hours versus maybe having to drive three hours to come here to club race, they're, they're going to stay home and we get it. You know, that's, that's just part of, of it. Are you still, I remember you saying that you still got a lot of business during the, the tour season. Do you still get a lot of that walk-in business or? You still advertise to like the hotels and stuff like that? Yeah, we that's part of our uh, annual marketing is to okay. advertise to the tourists. We do a lot of uh, tracks as slash rentals, and um, and then when they walk into our hobby shop, you know, we we have a lot of everything that we stock. So, oh, I know, I know. I, you know what? I have never been to uh, Myrtle Beach in the summer or in that time period yet. It's always been uh, off season, so I have no idea what it looks like there during peak season hot and hazy water's beautiful uh, lots of chicks running around with not a lot on oh that always that sounds like, like fun people driving like idiots or driving like this or like <laughs> all over the place i mean it's just it's terrible but the i love where i live and uh i i would not uh change it by for anything it is uh it seems to have a lot of people that aren't from there living there as yeah, well but- the the when I moved here, I found out that uh, the 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 saying is everyone from Myrtle Beach isn't from Myrtle Beach. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's a lot of a uh, lot of transplants. You get a lot of people from the Northeast down here, like Jay Zellner, and uh, mm-hmm. and now uh, his buddy Namoso just moved right up the road. And he uh, did. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's like in Sunset Beach or something like that. He's about forty five minutes to an hour from here. I haven't um, seen Matt for a minute. 
Yeah, but all you know, the Northeast likes it down here because they can they can make profit on their house, come down here, buy one for cash off what they made up there, and then their property tax is like nothing compared to what they pay up there. So it was funny because when Nick had to call Nick from TZO, he came for RCGP. He had never been to the East Coast, right? Yeah. He could not believe how cheap it was in South Carolina. Oh yeah. He was like what? that time of year. What? We he was like, I I feel like I'm on vacation. It's so cheap. I said, Well, you're from California where everything's expensive. Yep. So uh that's that was cool. Actually, that was we we had a lot of fun on that trip. Uh speaking of RCGP, not happening this year. Um, thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I've that's kind of how I feel. Honestly, I've tried not to think about it too much. I'm I'm bummed because mm-hmm. I, the writing was on the wall for me. I, I, I felt like how the things went this year, and I'm not taking anything away from David or anyone behind the scenes that had to do the work, um, but it just felt so unorganized compared to the first year. And I wanted it to work just as bad as anybody, you know, that had, that was invested, but it just didn't feel right this year. I don't know what happened. I don't know, you know, the, the lapse in time, taking that time off, but. And um, the pay-per-view, I think hurt it a lot. Well, I mean, that to me was single handedly the most detrimental thing to the, if there, if it's a demise and it's gone for good, I think that's what killed it. Um, I think people saw that as a money grab and were like, I'm not paying more to watch something once every couple months than I'm going to pay to watch stuff at my house every night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, there, there comes a, a point where a dollar value means something. I, I get it where people are, are going to pay a hundred bucks. Let's just say, I don't even know what the motocross thing is to watch supercross or, to have the the pay-per-view stuff, but you pay that, but that's something that they get to see every week for like 20 weeks. Not longer this year, I think like something. not, not once every couple months and people don't mind spending money. If they see the value, I don't think the value is there. Um, and I hate that. I, I I wish, I wish it would have been better, but, um, I just felt really like it was unorganized and, um, we just still couldn't get the talent. And, and I think the rules are restricting people from racing to the point of it just can't go any further without some uh, realignment or some, some help. I would agree there. I would, um, I remember uh, Nick saying something about the commentating, right. You know, commentating for very little people. And I, I didn't understand it at first. But then when I was at the world and it was like 6,000 people watching, I was like, okay, I got it. You know, I I get it. And it's a different when you have an audience there and you can put on a show for people and all that stuff. It's a shame. Go ahead. Yeah. I'd just be interested to see what those metrics were week to, you know, first race to first race, you know, the first year to this last year and so on. Cause you know, you're either going to have some drop off after the first round or some, or it's going to pick up after the first round. I'd like to, you know, I, I, I don't believe I was, you know, privy to the numbers, but it would be nice to see how bad it really dropped off. Cause the announcement of that right before the first round was just such a shock. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it was overcomable. I think it was, 
it, it, it wasn't well thought through to hit people in the mouth with, with a charge to watch something that everybody else thinks should be for free. And yeah. And I, I look, we're talking about RC races here. They want a discount on a discount. So, you know, <laughs> they want to be I, I get it. Those races. They want, they want those races to be sponsored to them. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, it, I knew like when I heard that, I was just like, Oh, this is, you know, I was just like, all right, whatever. Um, I I give David a lot of credit for seeing the season through because I know he spent a lot of money too. Um, but yeah, I would have to agree if you if you synopsis on it. Um, when it just didn't, you know, I went to the last one in 2019, and that was so great. Like, you know what I mean? It was it was good. It was a lot of good vibes. People enjoyed it. Yes, people were confused, but people enjoyed it. And then you take a take a year off and then that ended up being two years off and then come back and you're not going to do it up to par of that. Then what's the sense of doing it? And, you know, just the drama that followed it as well, you know, that could have some of the stuff that could have been avoided. Yeah. But I also wish that the industry would support something. Uh, but I if think they were bootstrapped in the, in the sense that they felt like they had to, or they couldn't be part of it versus we want to be part of it because it's a good idea. How do we get involved? I, I, I just feel like in the beginning, because I was on board, obviously, mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, I'm willing to take a chance. It worked out for me. I liked it. It worked. You know, I, I feel like people notarize. We got some notoriety out of it. But brands that are already noticeable. Mm-hmm. Spend, they see no value in it. Yeah. It, it, to spend that kind of money to also spend more money to send those people all around the world for I don't think that they could see the numbers weren't there yet. I don't think they could see the value in the money they had to spend. And then by basically saying you can't even send anyone if you're not even part of it, really put a salty taste in people's mouth. Like like anything in RC, if you tell somebody anything in the world, if you tell somebody they can't do it, like even, even everywhere else you can, they're going to want to, they're going to either want to do it more. or They're going to not want anything to do with it. So I think, it's unfortunate, you know, as much as I believed in it and all that stuff, if I feel, I felt like if it can be as good as it was the first year, then it shouldn't be done. Yeah. You and, definitely need to see some progression or it wasn't worth doing. I agree. Yeah. It was unfortunate. Um, I enjoyed my time. I learned a lot, you know, um, for myself personally, I learned a lot from like the RC racing TV guys and I, w- I enjoyed that part of it, but, and the travel part, even though you, even on those trips, you don't get to see much. Um, yeah. You just in and out, but it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. All right. Let's talk about your new endeavor because you have, uh, even though I think I didn't use like, you got to see my studio, you got to see my studio. And I never got over there. Yeah. Um, it's not much to see. I still, I have a lot of work to, <laughs> to still do, but it's getting there. So you got wheel and trigger. Uh, I like the name. I really like your intro, uh, that Kyle done. Uh, you have in you, so you have the in-house stuff which is great. I like that. You have a producer. Uh, I like that you guys don't cut out your pee breaks too. So the producer takes over and talks for a little bit. I thought that was really cool. So where did this come from? When, when you was thinking of this? Well, honestly, I just, I like to beat myself over the head with stuff to do. I don't, I don't even really know. I, I, Robert, Robert might even be able. He's actually Robert Terry. My, where did Wheel and Trigger come from? When did we decide that we wanted just to do a podcast? It was like 
November of last year, wasn't it? Yeah, in the last year, like, you know, wouldn't it be awesome? Well, I know, like, the concept where I where I started, but I don't know when we decided to make it a podcast. The The concept was, I was, I remember last year, especially, like, sitting at DNC, going to Nats in, in March, like, all these places with all these big races, big race names sitting around the fire, grilling, drinking beer when everything's done, and you hear the best stories. People mm-hmm. just talking about what happened like in 1997 and, you know, going through a drive through or taking a rental car and jumping it or whatever. And the concept in my mind was like, man, I need to start bringing a camera and I need to film these and, and, and just I was going to call it um, something like talking shit with racers or sitting around the fire with racers. It was going to be like just funny or stories or whatever. But then in my mind, I'm like, there's no way that these guys are going to tell the same stories if they know I got a camera roll. <laughs> so like, and I would, you know, I can't not tell them that I'm filming or, you know, they'll never tell right. a story around me, you know, like that's not what I want. So I, I got to thinking like, what's the best way to get people to tell me stories, to, to hang out, you know, or whatever. And I, Wanted to do something kind of Joe Rogan-ish. You know, I wanted to be able to sit here and drink beer, take shots. Um, you know, someone wanted to smoke cigarettes or cigars, they can smoke, whatever. I, I don't – I wanted it just to be a free-feeling environment where there was no judgment, where, you know, it was kind of disassociated with BHRC in a sense that this is – this you can be you. Mm-hmm. And it's not really official, even though, you know, people are going to hold you to whatever you say. Um, I just wanted that real comfortable environment where boys could be boys or girls can be girls, whatever. And, and, uh, hang out. Yeah. I like it. I like the in, I mean, I, I really like the in studio stuff. I, you can, I mean, it's not, I know you, you can't do every podcast like that, but I think it's a really cool factor. Um, I, re- I keep going back to Kyle Neary because I think that's my favorite one so far. Um, that's good. I think maybe, uh, just listening to his story uh, was really good and how comfortable it was. I even messaged him. I think I was talking to him. Yes. I said, ah, I, I liked, I really liked your podcast. Are you enjoying it? I love it. And okay. it's stories like that, like learning more about the people outside of the industry um, that really make it worthwhile. Um, Kyle is a perfect example of, I've been to races and hanging out with them and, and uh you would never think that Kyle Neary would have a story like that. He no. does not look like that person that has that type of no. story. And I knew that he was in video production, obviously, but I mm-hmm. I had no idea, you know, to, to what extent that Kyle traveled the world with some of the you know top mm-hmm. EDM people in, ever. Um but it, you know, just going back to like the first one with Dakota and just sitting there and, and learning, you know, what he does when he's not racing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't understand that these people, we, we look at them as like wrench, race, wrench, race, wrench, race. They're, they're human. And mm-hmm. they're just like I said, we're all the same. They, they also want to cut their grass or they also want to, you know, go out to dinner and do stuff with their family or whatever. But this is a very time consuming and grueling industry for the pro guys. A lot of people don't understand and, and be careful what you wish for you, you little mm-hmm. young bucks. Y'all want to mm-hmm. go race RC cars for a living. You, it's a lot of work. Make sure you're prepared for the work that comes because it's not just a, a fun job. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of hard work, a lot of testing and, and whatnot that's involved. And that's what I want to know. I want, these are the kind of things that I want to learn when I sit in front of somebody. Um, and you know, we haven't gotten it there yet. I'm sure I'm going to have somebody on here who I'm going to piss off because I'm going to say something controversial and I'm looking forward to that too. You know, I'm looking forward to that person not being happy to be in this room and, you know, or even coming in here to defend their side of a story. But so far, it's been all, you know, fun and games and, and nobody's feelings hurt yet. And um, I've been fortunate to get people in here that have been around for events. Um, we have started our patron and all every dollar spent on the patron gets put to the side for uh, flying people in. So that's going to probably start after DNC. Um, actually, we flew in Chase early. That was he was the first one, but he is a sponsor. Um, he does put a little bit of money into, you know, getting this thing up and rolling, but we just, just want to have fun. And, and, you know, it is in studio. Um, but like you just said, can't do them all in studio. There's going to be, I, I, you know, like I talked to you, I want to do a little bit of stuff at DNC. Um, you're kind enough to offer your equipment, which I'll probably take you up on a little bit of that. Um, but you know, we'll probably do, uh, I, I, Robert and I, my producer, we've been talking about doing, um, like maybe one or two live shows a month where we take callers and, and shoot the shit and maybe bring on one, one or two guests during those. So, uh, but the, the whole concept is built around in studio uh, Mm -hmm. conversations. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Uh, I really do. Uh, I keep, I keep telling you to enjoy it and just, you know, I like I said, I, I come back to the Neary one because I think that's, I swear it's my favorite one, the favorite one of all of them. And where it kept me, like, where I was like, okay, you know, because when I listen to stuff like this, I'm so ADHD. I'm like, listen, 20 minutes, and I listen on like one and a half. I do. On mostly all of these <laughs> things, I listen on one and a half, so I get through them faster. Sure. But I'm so ADHD, I stop, and then I go do something else, or something gets my attention or something, and I go somewhere else and do something, and I come back. But this one, I kind of sat down. And I was doing stuff and listening to it while I was doing it. And I was able to sit there and, and just talk because I, I, what I do is I recognize a lot of what I kind of just went through last year with him, like travel and just going and like trying to just making it, like just figuring out how to get there and be in there. So I really, it really, really touched on me that, that I like the producer, like, especially with the software I was telling you about, you can have a virtual producer so yeah. he can control all of that stuff. And it just makes things so much easier and do a live show. So my advice would just keep it up. Um, I don't know what you got planned for D, uh, for DNC, but I'll have my stuff. I think I'm just going to have, I just, I'm not going to lie. It's it's like any other hobby. I just ordered more stuff like that. I don't <laughs> need like, but it will make my life easier when I travel. Right. So uh, yeah, my stuff is, is available to you there. Uh, as long as you enjoy it, man, that's at the end of the day, I think um, RC's done a really bad job of, documenting stuff right whenever i go to research something it's very hard it's very hard to find something you have to go by a lot of things that are in rc are, are through stories because there's no doc it's no real documentation we have video of races and stuff but we don't know what happened at that race so all of this stuff equals content like you know your podcast what this person's doing what that does so like 30 40 50 100 years from now when people want to find out like what the fuck happened in yeah. 2023 with RC, this will be what they come to see. Yeah. So, you know, we don't have that. You know, we don't have that in RC. So just keep it up. 
I encourage all the podcasts to keep it up because we I need agree. all the content we can get out there. And well, uh, really, you 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 paved the way. I mean, on the tone was when Loop is actually live, was Rip Rip was Jason yeah, Reynolds' podcast. Yeah, the, so the Rip podcast I listen to, not every single one of them by any means, but it just wasn't to me. I I. It, the, the the other topics outside of RC wasn't stuff I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, but loop is live and on the tone kind of like got things going, got things moving. They were kind of short lived. I know Mark still does uh, on the tone, but you know, not to the extent of using it as a platform to, you know, he's got his own thing, you know, Mark mm-hmm. MSM has gotten much bigger than on the tone. So I understand why on the tone. So, you know sporadic but you are the one in my opinion and I, I bet a lot of people will agree with me even the ones that do listen to the rip and and everything else um i think you're the one that kind of changed the way that people saw podcasts in our industry you you i mean look at where you're at with is, is show 226 the that you've done 226 shows yeah yeah i mean Congratulations, man. That's uh, a lot of shows. It's a lot of shows. And, and, and like you said, you're still doing it. You're obviously having fun. Um, you know, you're getting to live uh, a dream that a lot of people wish they could live and you're doing it your way. And, uh, I, I respect you for it and I applaud you for it. And I, you know, I lean on you for advice and stuff. And that's it. You're, you're the one in, in my book, you're the one in this industry that, uh, is the podcast the model after if, if people want to do podcasts. No, thank you. But everybody has their own style and you oh, have yeah, to de- yeah. you've developed it. And the one thing I tell people all the time is like, you have to want to do it and you have to be passionate about it. So yeah, I may, I'm, well, I hate planning. I hate planning podcasts. I hate sitting there taking notes, but I have to do it. But once I get in front of the microphone and start talking to people, it's like, okay, um, I forgot about that. And I just enjoy the conversation, but yeah. keep it up. Um, I like it. And I like, cause I remember when you telling me like, you want to, you know, you want to know their backgrounds and stuff. And that's important because these, like these people are humans. They aren't these robots that come here and say, everything was dialed. And my stuff was like this. No, they, they need to have fun too. They need right. to relax as well. So keep it up. I really enjoy it. Um, Kyle Neri. I'm, I can't wait to see him because him and I are going to have a great conversation uh, in person. And the guy, Robert does a really good job, you know? So he does a, a really good job. I actually need to get a producer who I can, I would give him a, a cool nickname. He needs a nickname though. We need to give Robert a nickname. We need to he needs to be like tits from, um, from Pulp MX. Yeah. All right. All well, right. We'll, we'll, before the next episode, we'll uh, maybe we'll even use the next episode to, to nickname him. We'll figure it out. Yes. All right. Um, we're going to touch on two more things and then I'm going to let you go. Uh, DNC coming up. Thoughts on the new rules, there's referees and all this stuff. This is your third DNC, I think. Yeah. What do you think um, about all that? They're great. The the rules are great as long as they're not watching me. <laughs> <laughs> oh I actually, my god. I, I don't really care about the rules too much, like the the sportsman stuff, because that's a whole nother argument. Yeah. Uh but the referees should be interesting. I heard people pissing and moaning about it. But I'm like, fuck, man, we have to start somewhere. Like, Elise is going to bring in some referees. Uh, let's see. I mean, there, there's definitely some rough driving at these races. So let's see if this makes a difference. Yeah, I hope it helps. Um, you know, it, it should. 
I say, you know, like the sportsman side of things, I think, you know, you're like, man, they're going to be busy. And a lot of those guys just can't help it. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and I can see why it could, it could frustrate some of them because they're not like what we were talking about earlier, where they can't run an inch or two away from somebody without blowing a corner and running them over or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, you know, some of the best intermediate guys are still blowing corners and running people over, but I, I think it's going to be good. I like the standard that Joey's st- setting. I, I, I think that Roar has done an absolute terrible job at enforcing these rules. And maybe somebody in the private sector can teach them how it's supposed to be done. And, uh, and I will say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing with Roar. So I don't want to, I don't mm-hmm. want to get on this. Uh, oh, no. That, I, I could tell, I would tell you all about that. It's, it's, uh, it was quite a mess. That's all yeah. I can say. I, I, so I'm not. I'm not jumping on that. I'm not beating that drum right now. I'm just saying it, it will be nice to see if it can be done successfully that that rule, you know, be put in place with the referees and the rough driving and stuff. As far as the chassis and all that stuff, it's so convoluted, man. Everybody's it's so hard. You're basing you're basing rules on on something that was a past tense. You know, like the whole sponsorship thing has changed nowadays. It's nothing like what it was. Maybe I think rules. it should all be time based. If, yeah. if like like he said, like top twenty and intermediate, if they or if you're if you're within the top twenty in pro and intermediate, you're getting moved up. If you're within the top fifteen in inter, in in, in uh, sportsman, you're getting moved up to intermediate. Like that to me is how it should be. Um, the sponsorship, every single person out exactly. there at the exactly. dirt, at, at DNC has a sponsor. I, maybe exactly. not hundred percent, whatever. Right. But every single one of them. No one's coming that is just getting into the hobby to race DNC. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be a little bit tough. Honestly, I agree. But, I agree. So you have, but you. So I, this is an interesting question for you. So you got Fen running ultimate, and you got all this S first guys. You got really a couple of bullets in this race. You got oh, a couple man. of horses in this race. So what do we want? Do we want to fend uh, win with ultimate or do we want one of the S-Works guys to win? Camden Lime. That's who I want to win. He's on S-Works and ultimate and Nitro Lux. I tell you what. That's my dude. I think Camden will be really fast. He's really good in Truggy. I think he, I think he can make the A man in Truggy. Yeah. I I think he'll be in the B man in Buggy. It's going to be hard to get into the A man, but in Truggy, he's flying. He's flying right now. And, you know, Camden's been putting in a lot of work. We've been so hard on him as his friends, not just people <laughs> that work with him. Like, we talk so much shit to him. But he's he old enough now. He's 18 now. Yeah, but he takes it. And, you know, he uses it as fuel. And he's been working hard. He's been building kits for other people. He's uh, – I'm proud of him. And, you know, I'm, I'm his pit man. So, mm-hmm. I, I not only am I rooting for him, um, but I have vested interest in him. I, I love him. He's a good kid. But, you know, that – like you just said, uh, who who would I be rooting for? Um, it's kind of like choosing one child over another, <laughs> you know. Uh, I as long as an ultimate engine or an S Works car wins, I'm uh, happy. I'm a happy person. But uh, like I told you before, you cannot bet against Dakota. No, you can't. And I, I have him as a favorite going in. There's three people that I think of in this race. Tell me. I think it's Fenn, Mayfield, or, or Ronafel. That's the three people. No, that's not saying nobody else can win it. No, I know what you're saying. 
But those three stand above everybody, in my opinion. And out of those two, I think right now... And the only reason I'm picking Fend and, and, and Ronafalk is because they're more comfortable on their new... But on their, they've won that program longer. Fend, obviously, longer. And um, Mayfield still... I think working out the Kings at the Techno. Not saying that he can't win. Yeah. But so I think those three out. guys, I think in the world, those three guys, well, sorry, it's five guys that I think are above people. It, no, and this is no disrespect. There's five eight scale races that I think that are heads above people in other. It's those three it's Fend, Mayfield, Ronda Falk, JCC, and Ongara. Oh, like, yeah. I think those five can show up to any race. I think the, potential threat to win and even in that three there's in that five there's three of those guys who i think can go to any type of race and do well you know what well, i mean so you, it's even a division how do you think uh jcc is going to do at this one it'd be very interesting to see i didn't did he come last year uh-uh. okay so i remember the f- i remember at uh i think he went to silver state he didn't do too well i think that year so it'd be very interesting to see how he does because i think um I think it's a shame Ongaru isn't coming. I would have liked to seen him come, but to be honest, he hasn't really set the world on fire at DNC. I think JCC can still do good. I think the issue with guys like JCC will be nighttime racing. And uh, how much the track changes at DNC with the weather and stuff like that. And and how rough it gets. Because it's a very unique race. And a lot of like, I remember um, Hampus and Peko when we was at RCGP, first time I was driving on the lights. Yeah, I remember that. You know, so I think that's a big issue for a lot of the European guys. You know, they got to get over that. They got to figure it out. And it's it's a hard race to win, you know, and everybody's on the A game at that race. So it's it's, going to be hard. But I think he can, I I think a top five is, is feasible or more. And I think Joe is a dark horse as well after how he was doing last year. He can do really well. He, I have to say this, like I know like Joe Bornhorst and JQ and all of us didn't have the best past, but I have to give the guy a lot of credit since he went to SRX. He's eased up a lot. He's a lot more relaxed and he's, he's been putting in a lot of work, like especially on the 10 scale side of things. It goes back to when you're having fun, you do better. And yeah, he I, seems to be having fun. I think that he's in a camp with, uh, less uh, chiefs mm-hmm. and, you know, more Indians. So um, he's, he's definitely, you know, one of our top guys and he works good with everybody else. And people looked at, look at to him for advice. So, you know, he's in a really good spot he's happy and, and his, and his program's good. So yeah, I, I, I would not count him out by any means. Uh, I, I wouldn't. Oh, count I, don't, him out I think he could win it. Or, I think he could win it too. Yeah. I, he I can agree. win it. I agree. He, I mean, he was good last year, very good last year. So he can win it. Yeah, he, he would be a great win uh, for him. TQ buggy last year. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's I, just hard to beat those guys. Those guys like Fend and um, Mayfield went his own, like Mayfield. And Fend and Mayfield have beat everybody in the last two years yeah. in America. So I mean, the difference is for like people like Finn and Mayfield is they are there all week the week before testing at all the tracks running every day. I mean, there, there's not a lot of people that can do that, you know, afford to do it or have the time to do it. 
And when you've got two guys that are at the top of their game and then they're, they can afford the time and effort and product to go and do what they do on a regular basis, it just gives them near unfair advantage. Um, I, think that, I think they're going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, well, I think also this hot race race. And I think this weekend prior to DNC is going to be so, like every track in SoCal is going to be buzzing. Yeah. If there's weather, Every track in SoCal is going to be full this weekend. Coming, yeah. I'm I'm upset that I didn't go out there this weekend. I can't wait. I can't. When do you get out there? Tuesday. Okay, so I got out there Tuesday as well. All right. Um, future of BTRC. What's next for you guys? Future. Mm-hmm. Shit. Thinking about tomorrow. I don't know much past that. Um, you know, we're, we're going to do the same thing we're doing. We, we've been going through a little bit of growing pains in the last year, um, especially because of the S-Work stuff. Our inventory is busting at the seams, so we're trying to um, figure some stuff out there. But right now, you know, we're healthy and, um, you know, the company is, you know, profitable. And as long as we're still doing what we're doing, then I don't see much changing in the near future. But uh, I do have you know, long, long game goals. And, mm-hmm. um, I think we're getting closer to being able to start, uh, chipping away and achieving some of those. So at the moment we're going to just be BHRC. We're going to find new ways to make people happy when they get our packages. Um, we're going to go to new races, new racetracks. Um, you know, I- I'm starting to see other, uh, online retailers starting to see them travel a little bit more to these events and stuff. I'm, I don't know if it's because uh, it's just what we're doing and they see it's working, but um, you know, I, I want to stay trend setting and, and I uh, don't ever want to feel like I'm following. I agree. Uh, I had a question. Uh, RC box club. Is that uh, now on the full control on the MSN MSM or how does that work now? It's not under full control. I actually okay. partnered up with Mark and his wife. Um, I, I didn't have the time to do it. Um, it's actually a, a Mark called me before, like a week before the brawl and mm-hmm. asked me, uh, Hey, you want to sell RC box club? <laughs> I was like, I don't know how much you don't got enough money to pay me for my ideas. Like I, I like to keep my ideas. And uh, I said, let me call you back. And we were already pretty tight before this and uh so i'll call you after the brawl i got no time to think or talk about this right now he said that's fine so i called him up and we got to talking and it turned into why don't we just do it together and um you know i do the procurement of some of the products in there they take care of um you know dealing with the customers dealing with the uh the subscriptions the marketing side of things they also have control of the t-shirts um and the stickers so between the the group of us we make a really good team we all have different um advantages and and pluses we all have our flaws so we're trying to you know work around what's gonna be best but it's a very tough business uh and that's why i had to pause it because i couldn't do it on my own we just we became too understaffed to to handle that um but mark and his wife are, are realizing the challenges that i had and uh he i don't know how he does what he does either because he has a full-time job yeah yeah he does and you know we we meet a matter of fact we meet every every wednesday morning and um he always has a hard hard stop for his normal work but uh they've been a 
a joy to work with. Um, they're great people. I think they're awesome. I yeah. think what he's doing is awesome. I th- I 100% believe in it. And yeah, I'm on that. I'm on it. I like him. I like it. He's a good dude, man. And he's got such a great group of uh, followers on the MSM stuff. They, they, they're primarily bashers, but a lot of racers and, and they just love what he does and, and he speaks to them and, and he keeps them in the, keeps them in the hobby. He gets people into the hobby. Um, you know, we need more of that. And he's, he's an, an exemplary example of, of what most of us should be doing. I 100% agree. I tell him, I said, I just want 10,000, 10,000 of your viewers to join RC right now. Yeah. That's it. To racing. 10,000 would change the industry, like flip it on its head. Yeah. Flip it on its head. It's not a lot, but it would make a big difference for sure. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Brentus. It was a great chat with you, my friend. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Keep up the good work with everything you're doing. Uh, it's all going to pay off. It is paying off. I look forward to seeing you next week. We're going to have some fun. We go. Oh, you got the racecraft rager. Ooh, that's what it is. Uh, oh, yeah. So who's this live band coming in next week? Um, shit. I don't know. Okay. So like a Chase, cover band. Yeah. Chase posted it. They play all popular covers and stuff like that. Punk and like, you know, journey and, a little bit of everything from what I understand, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know, man. I hope we can live up to it. I, I've partied so many oh, I times. know who, I know who is not going to be, who's going to be there and be going. I was going to be like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. See you later. You talk a big game. I wish you, nope. would, I I'm wish too you, old. Would, I know too old now. Too you old. are now, but you used to talk a big game. I, I wish you would hang out a little bit more. No, no. After that nationals night, when we drank that whole gallon of fireball, no more, Ooh. no more, no more, no more, no more. That was hard next day. That was a hard next day, but thank you oh, for yeah. all the support, oh, man. Yeah, that was in Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got you good at that one. Dude. I just smelled cinnamon the entire day. The next day. <laughs> well, yuck. we're going to mm. keep it going, bro. It's going to be a fun year. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm uh, looking forward to seeing more great stuff come from you and, don't let Max push you around that little corp. <laughs> you know, I love how he posts like him on and that. a lot of people dislike him. I love how he posts on that top 25 RC oh, he, the other days. Like still, uh, Myako now has the most people in the top, like seven or something. You know, he uh, does that before to it was people. like, Myako's to, on the top. He does that just to trigger people that. So I think that list plus sportsman drivers Sponsored drivers and sportsmen are the two things that trigger RC races more than anything. I agree. I get a <laughs> kick out of it, man. I just, I just like to talk shit, and uh, I, I like to he, trigger him. He, <laughs> um, he, uh, when he posted that yesterday, I just laughed. I was like, oh my god. Uh, but it definitely people get upset with that. Um, they just need to kind of, I don't know. I think we just need to have a series. Like we, we could have a, you know, Joe has got this series coming up. Yeah. At least let's have a pro series. You know, we can have it for the pros and find out who the best is there in America, not in yeah. Europe. But um, I mean, you could do it in Europe of European races as well. But I mean, we have two places that you can do it. You can do it with race time events because all the top cars go to that. Or you can do it with, with Joey, which is doing, I was going to be doing the yeah. uh, DNC S Silver State. Uh, sorry, what's his, the, the challenge? The, the... Not in Texas. Lone no, Star the, Challenge. The, the Lone Star Challenge and the Visions Race. Yeah, yeah. So there we have a, a, a series, and I'm I'm all for that. I am yeah. all but for he's that. got four, and Dave's got four. If somebody took, 
you know, take, take away all the European races and then just, you know, as, as for the guy that does the um, top 25 or anybody that does these statistics, take away all that stuff and just do pro class at those eight races, period. No other races or maybe add nationals in. Yeah, I would add nationals. You know, so you got nine races and maybe throw out one race because some pro might not make it to one of those nine races. Nine races. You one got a throw series. Out, you got a series for the champion of the, of the country. We did it, but we only used four races. It just has somebody has to want to do it. Uh, Mike Fuller made an American top 25, which was based off Supercross points. It was pretty good, too. So, but well, I just like in, it. Who, mm-hmm. who, who, is, who is in the top of that one? I didn't see that. Mayfield, I think. Mayfield? Yeah. See, took- I like the top 25, and I, I appreciate him for putting in all that work. But what I don't understand is, a lot of those guys that are at the top don't race over here and vice versa. And like, they don't drop very much when we have a big race over here and, and our top five guys finish top five or whatever, and they don't move up very much. I just, I, you know, I still don't understand the algorithm. And I've, I've even tried, I've talked with him behind the scenes and I, I try to figure it out and it's supposed to be pretty simple and I'm, I'm supposed to understand numbers better, but. No, it's it, I, don't, I, piece, I guess yeah. it's convoluted with the whole European or all the races and in and, and what they're based on. And it, I think we just need right now for everyone to understand it over a here. European and a, an American. Yeah, I think will be good like that. But I, I, it's always a great it's always a great ch- it's always a great topic for a day or two in RC. I always yeah, like it for so sure. It's good. All right, Brentis, I'm going to let you go. Thank you for your time. And uh, it was a good chat with you, man. I can't wait to see it, brother. Cool. Also, Take guys, travel. yes, I will have links for Wheel and Trigger and, of course, our affiliate link, which you guys should use as well, please, for Beach RC. I have my shirt. Is it, are those the new hats? Yeah, I'll bring you I one. like them. They look nice. Very I got good. set up, man. I got you taken care of. I got you a bunch of... I'll bring you a swag pack. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one and see you next Tuesday. Peace. Uh, Thank you, Brent, for your time. It's going to be good to see you at DNC next week. Uh, good luck to everybody running Ultimate Motors and everybody driving S-Works cars at DNC. Uh, for those of you listening to this on the audio side of things, uh, this next bunch of music you're about to hear is the Invisible Speed ad with no words in it, just music and pictures. Uh, you can get the online course at invisiblespeed.net. The link for that is in the written link of this uh, description. Uh, Max is gonna come. Max and I can come back and talk a little bit about DNC, and then that's gonna be it, right, Max? Yep. Thank you to Invisible Speed for their continued support. I will add that the 20% off and the Euros analysis does not count. This is an ad from the Euros that uh, David Ronafalk won, who is, oh, you know what? Let's just get right into DNC right off the bat. Max, I think David Ronafalk's going to win this race. Yeah, I, I'm feeling quite confident of it too. Like, I, 
I do I did see him like get into his groove late last year, and he was already fast at this race last year. Mm-hmm. You know, so and that was his first like. I think he'd only had been like two weeks with the car. Now he's had a full year. He has two weeks of practice, and uh, again in America. No, not so, two yeah, weeks, but a weekend. A, a week weekend and a half. Practice. Yeah, weekend of practice. He was out there yesterday. Well, as Thursday, I think he went out. There. I think he went last weekend already. No, no, he he went he went this Thursday. As as we're recording this on the Friday, he went the yesterday or day before. Okay, I thought okay. No, so that anyway, goes so that goes like there. revelation and all that stuff this week. Yeah. Where Robert and so that's the good thing. So if you guys want, I don't know if they're gonna have coverage, but we got the hot race race going on this weekend, uh, which isn't Euro style. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. It's like, but Euro styled race. It didn't say Euro style track, but Euro style race. Mm-hmm. That's going on this weekend. Uh, a lot of the big names: Tebow, Tessman, Canas, but Ruffalo, all those guys, Badia, they're all gonna be there. Plus, all everybody in SoCal practice is going on as we speak probably right now uh and right now I, I like i guess i am really kicking myself for not being out there early like i wish i was leaving today or i wish i got out there yesterday but right now i bet you the buzz is one as everybody's flying in you know everybody's flying in you see everybody's leaving for dnc and all the european guys and everybody's traveling in so the hot race race is going to be ba- banging revelation is going to be packed uh thunder alley is going to be packed like all weekend, Monday, Tuesday, everything's gonna be packed. Um, yeah, uh, but but we have to say this: it's not looking great. Otherwise, it looks like we're gonna have rain every day. Yeah, 80% yeah I mean, on Sunday. That is unfortunate. I just hope it doesn't rain. I hope it isn't that bad. I hope it's like a drizzle. All those people, all all those people who you know fly over, you know, and then yeah, <laughs> that's gonna suck. All right. Um, I think uh, this. So I'm watching. I, I, we haven't seen any track pictures. I'm anxious to see that. Uh, obviously, this starts Wednesday is practice. Mm-hmm. We go to set up. I, I wouldn't even be setting up because I get in like three thirty. Man, I'm super excited for this race. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I just hope it. Like I, 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 I don't want to get excited because uh, I, I, I'll reserve myself until we actually get. The cars right. and tracks and not just a huge right. amount of rain. Can't blow your load. Like I used to yeah. do that all the time. Go up to the NC like <clears throat> done. No. Yeah. Uh all right. So let's talk about who we think's gonna be fast. All right. Uh Fend, Mayfield, Ranafalk. Think those top three are gonna be a little bit heads and shoulders above people. Who's gonna win out of those yeah. three? Hard to say. Uh I think we're gonna see Mason Fuller do very well. I think Cole has potential to do well. One, because this is like TZO headquarters so he should be on a good yeah. tire yeah i think cole cole will be stronger than you know he usually is hard to mm-hmm. say if he'll be you know fighting in the top three but he'll be up there joe bornhorst was think, very faster last year too expect yeah, to that, was, fast again yeah this year. that that was interesting i don't know if they're gonna run their hb rear arms rear end really <laughs> this year but that could be something he's gonna if he runs again, he could do well. I think. Canas so, coming over. I think. Yeah. I think. I, I don't know. I think Canas may struggle a little bit at this race. I think. I think Canas will struggle, but Ruffalo will be fast in the qualifiers. Perhaps Ruffalo will make the main. I think oh, Figueredo is going to be faster too. He was faster yeah, last year, but made so many mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and he's always been fast at DNC. You know, even mm-hmm. in, in like 
what five years ago he was fast. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really really packed A and B maze, you know. Yes. Um, yes. C main is gonna have top guys in it, I think. Yeah. I think Cole yeah. Ogden was in his C main last year. Yeah, like Cavalieri and Little yeah. Bump too. I think Little Bump um, is gonna be. I think if Little Bump can make the A main and Nitro at this race, it's a it's a great for him. It's gonna be hard. Yeah, I think so too. I think yeah, but that's that's a tough ask. Like if if we start counting these names, it's gonna be a really really uh, tight A main. All but, right. Yeah. Should we just go for the picks? Because yeah, at this so point, who do you think? Guessing. So who do you think? Uh, give me a top three. Ronafork, Mayfield, and um, uh, I kind of. I kind of have to go with. I'll go with Tessman. I'll, I'll go with Tessman. We have a mention. Yeah, I'll go I with. I think Tebow can make a top five. The thing, the thing is, I'm actually, I'm actually quite confident in Robert. He's done well at this race before, mm-hmm. and I think this car is much more suited to this this, this track. What about uh, Fend? You don't have Fend in your top three. I, I'm I'm kind of putting Fend in, you know, anywhere in the top five. But in my top three picks, I'm gonna go with, you know, I think he could win this up. race, though. Oh I, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Fend who wins it, and then it's Ronaldo. I will be honest with you. Second. I'll be honest with you. I I think I'm picking Fend over Mayfield to win this. If it comes down to this, really? Too. Yeah. No, I would still pick Mayfield over Fend. Because come on, it's it's DNC, you know. It's not Fen's strongest race, and this is like Mayfield's absolutely strongest race by far. I mean, that's possible too, but I don't know, man. It's so hard to tell. I, I know that I I hate to jinx the Viking, but I I feel confidence wise and I think he's the strongest going in there right now. I, I don't think yeah. if Ongaro was going, I wouldn't even have Ongaro in my top five. You know, yeah, but the Ongara so, struggles at this race really. It's it's the the way he sets up his car, his driving style, everything. It's just it's like everything right. is against him at this. Who's race. your dark horse? Who do you think is going to surprise you and probably pull off a top five or something like that? Well, Robert is probably. You know, okay. I, I would, think like yeah. I I have like for me, I don't feel him being a dark horse, but I think what people would expect of him, mm-hmm. I believe, is going to be you know surprising. What about Teebs? Where do you think he's going to end up? It's hard to say. Rough tracks. He is good on these rough tracks, but you know, he has been surprisingly good with DNC before. You know, like mm-hmm. the past few years. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I I'd, I'd expect him. No, well, obviously he's gonna be the main. I feel. You know, I I I'd expect him to be like easily into the main. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna be you know hard hard to say if he's gonna have a good race or. Like I'd expect him to be. Rivkin is Rivkin is interesting because he's had a such a good week in a Thunder Rally at the uh, mm-hmm. TNR race. So he won both buggy and e buggy. But like some years, he's just really struggled at DNC, like qualifying to be all that stuff. But then, like that year at Thunder Rally, he ended up finishing third. You know, but then I don't think he's ever had that good of a finish at. Paris, Paris, or I don't think he even had a high finish at um, World West that one before um, Fear Farm. You know who he else? Good finish in Truggy. You know who else I think will do well at this race? Two people, actually. 
Ryan Pavitas can do decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um, Brandon Rose. Brandon Rose. I now think, that he's on S-Works, I think we're going to see him do a little better this year. I think so too, but I don't think this is the type of track where he's going to show, you know. I think he's much better, you know, on, you know, mm. where he practices. He's practicing in Thornhill, right? So it's, it's no, it's different. more of a Mike's hobby guy. It's an indoor track too, but I mean, Brandon has shown that he can, I mean, I think he's he was good at SIC. I think it will have a, I think if Brandon can get off six or or seventh at DNC, he'd be happy with that. I don't think he made the main yeah, last year, yeah. so I think making the main this year would be good for him. It, it, it's it's so much, it's so much. And here's the thing: so with the weather possibly being a factor, this is where qualify. Like you, you might get out there and get one qualifier. That's gonna have to come. You can't make any mistakes. Yeah, that's that's gonna definitely throw a wrench into a lot of people's you know plans. Like a lot of people are gonna. Be in a very bad position after qualifying if it's if it's going to go down to that, because like even last year when it was you know it wasn't raining like they ran all qualifiers but the track conditions changed a lot. Yeah, we know? missed practice. And it was, we missed a big bit yeah. of practice. Oh so. yeah. So, but anyway, like the qualifying results were a mess. Like some people had a TQ and a twenty-two going into the last round, and you yeah. know it was really really mixed up. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. I, I'm I'm just getting excited. I'm ready to go. I don't want to jinx Rana Falk, but I, I do think he is the heavy, heavy favorite gunner. I think his confidence level is at an all-time high. With that being said, I think Fenn's very confident. Uh I think those I, I those two stick out in my brain just because right now Mayfield still I think that, that doesn't mean he can't go out there and win. His, I still think he's feeling out the techno a little bit, and I think um just that Ronafalk is comfortable with his package, and I believe that Fend is obviously comfortable with his package. So yeah, Fend is Fend is probably like if it was some other key. track, I would be very confident. Here's going to be the key, it. though. They can't let Fend or Mayfield get out to a lead. So if let's say it's like Fend Mayfield Ronafalk, maybe there's three guys top five. That pack has to, like, they cannot let them guys get out to lead. Like, nobody can be in that mid-pack. If you're in that mid-pack, you're fucked. Like, you're going to be yeah. just fighting that whole mid-pack for 45 minutes. So you yeah. need to get out and in front, like, with that there. So qualifying will be very important. So I think, like, Ronald needs to get a qualifier. He may not qualify well at this. You know what I mean? Like, and he might TQ yeah. it. Who knows? Who knows? But I think he, he wants to be starting first, second, or third. Fourth. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to say. Like it's like DNC qualifying always very much of a coin toss. Like at least the I, past three years, it's been. I just uh, hope that we get the racing in. I hope I'm not yeah, people like don't say yeah. the don't say the R word. Look, we got to face facts. Like there's possibility of chance of rain every day of the race. We, yeah. it, it, you know what? But this race will get done. Jim and his guys will put in the effort to make it get done. She, we might just be on doing live streams like at in the in the pits during live. You, for a day or so, like when it's raining. So we're going to have fun. We'll keep you abreast. Uh, I get out there Tuesday. Um, Bowering, we have the weather. I'll be doing my regular walkabouts, my, my, my pit stuff. I'm sorry, my laps. We're doing my live show. I'm taking the whole podcast kit out there. I think I'll have my own space to do everything. So I'm really looking forward to, I'm looking forward to seeing all my friends, all the people I haven't seen for a year, nor the West coast people. So that's great. 
Uh, as much as I, I really enjoy going to this race. It's it's a race that I want to go to every year. It's a race that I want to attend. And if you are a, an RC enthusiast, HGA enthusiast, it's a race I think everybody should attend. You're looking at like one of the intermediate winners right there, you know? Yeah, yeah, probably one of the, probably one of the reasons why we have all these why these rules are meaningful for us now because it was such people kick actually one actually sorry oh my camera conveniently died at that exact moment but it was called expert that year expert not intermediate right. I remember everybody was upset when you won that yeah I, <laughs> when you saved JQ racing that year all right Max I think that's it um. This is airing on the Monday prior to I leave. I hope you guys, I hope we get some good racing in. Remember, you can follow all links for the DNC on the No Name RC podcast. Follow our YouTube for all that we're doing. Uh, I want to say thank you to, oh, also, what to watch this weekend. So we have the Florida RC Championships, Lance's race that's happening at Triple Nickel. We also have the 10 scale, big 10 scale race. Uh, series race going on at Merge. It's going to have 10-scale gas trucks as well there. That's going on at Dean's All Out. Uh, we have the Hot Race race coming up this week. And I don't know, don't think it's going to have coverage, but we might get some Facebook video or something from that. Then we have DNC. Then directly after DNC, we have Buggy Land coming up and at Dean's All Out with Miguelo. There is a slight chance that I might there be there. I'm not sure. And uh, yeah, lots of racing to go. Lots of racing coming up over the next couple of weeks. So with that said, we're going to end this podcast. I want to say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. We cannot do it without you guys. Uh, thank you for all the continued support over the last four years. We, uh, If you want to continue to support us, if you listen to the audio, please leave a comment or a review. Uh, we are kind of more focused on the YouTube side of things nowadays. So it's also rewarding to watch the podcast on YouTube. If you do go to YouTube, please hit that sub notification, like and dislike button or dislike button. Leave a comment and share if you can. We want to get out in the algorithms, you know, get out, get us out there, you know, um, please hit those buttons for us. Also, if you wish to support us a little more, want some extra packs, you can join the Patreon program or the NNRC YouTube membership program. You get perks like early release, Patreon and YouTube member podcast only, and giveaways. And also, I tried to post everything to that so you can find everything you need to do about a race on that weekend, uh, on that on one spot. We can't do this without these awesome companies that support us. Remember, everybody, showing these companies some love shows the podcast some love. So if you can please do that, we have affiliate links. We have coupon codes that can save you some money for most of these links. But if you don't, just leave a comment in the written description saying, I heard about your product on the NNRC podcast, Nitro is the Glory. They are InvisibleSpeed.net, Hitech RC, Mayako, Sunpadal USA, TNR Fuels, Techno RC, Beach RC, Clinic RC, Lugs Racing Tires, Ignite Design RC, Racecraft USA, Carl RC, uh, RCGP, House of RC, Runafuck Racing, JTP RC, Gonna see my boy Bobby Badier soon. I'm I'm excited, Max. Super excited. It would have been better if you would have been there. Thank you for your time. I'll be talking through you to you throughout the week. I hope you follow DNC and um you have a great weekend, man. Uh and uh enjoy you the too. action from DNC. I will. I will be enjoying. I hope it I hope it doesn't rain. Just please. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. With that said, you know. With that said, 
Nitrous to glory. E-buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding, you're sliding. Lefty and Max were out. Max can't wave because his camera died, but he's virtually waving to all of you. The professor of everything. Don't worry. In three weeks' time, he'll be triggering the internet after the NC when the uh, top 25 rankings come out. But I'm sure he's going to trigger somebody prior to that. We, yeah, I hope the hot race race counts, dude. Maybe, 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 maybe. You'll see. You know what? See you later, Max. See you later. Goodbye. Goodbye.